An adventurer who's been inflicted with a deadly curse during an expedition in Thailand goes back to battle an evil sorcerer, his tribal army, and deadly creatures. Or whatever else you guys think was happening, because I didn't understand what the hell was going on in this movie. A little voiceover for you. Welcome, everybody, to episode 77 of Schlockernaut, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of films, even those category three cinematic offerings that tantalize your brain and tickle your thought processes to figure out what the hell is going on. It's good. <laughs> Just like Lynn said. It's good. Um, and in the process of watching those, decide whether they are schlock or not. I'm Doc, I'm here with my buddy Steve, and now on to episode 77, which is also the seventh curse. Unplanned. Unplanned. <laughs> Completely unplanned. We, we figured that out five minutes ago. Yeah. So I uh, because of the obscurity or uh, of this movie, I couldn't find, there's just no way to find a trailer, right? So I just, I don't understand how you could find like an Asian voiceover artist to, to like accommodate you uh, so quickly. It's almost as though they live in the same house. Funny you say that because before I hassled my wife into doing that, I did do an AI Asian voiceover. Oh no. You have that? I do. I was, I was going to play it for you to see if I was correct in not using it or not. I wanted your, your take. You ready? Okay. Is AI racist? <laughs> but, but, buckle up. An adventurer who's been inflicted with her deadly curse during an expedition. Oh, stop, you stop that. <laughs> uh, it's really good. That was my original, uh, sorry, that was my original voiceover. And I was like, ooh, that one, I don't know if that's going to fly. That's tough. <laughs> so, so yeah, I did have I Lynn do a voiceover. I, I think you, uh, you know, foregoing AI and going straight to the source of Asian power yeah. <laughs> to get that recorded appropriately. Did you like that she did? Could have like, had Aunt Kunsan. She's from Korea, and her accent is thick. That'd have been great. Real so, thick. So Lynn did an actual like voiceover of her own voice, you know, to do the oh, thing. She did great. <laughs> what, what's crazy is you can still tell she's Asian. You know it's what I'm saying? Amazing. Like, I don't know if it's just subconsciously because I know her, but like, listen to that voice. It's... Here, let's listen again. What kind of door is that? Could you, could you tell on that? <laughs> Still don't understand what the fuck she was saying to Steven Seagal wrist, but okay. Well, how crazy is it? Episode 77, and we're doing the seventh curse. It, it was completely on point. 777. This is our luckiest Dude, show ever. I think, I, I think everybody's going to be excited about the, our February theme, too, because, boy, do we have some treats My God. that we indulged in yesterday. We unwrapped those snacks a little early. Yeah, we did. And that's our first, I want to say, is that the very first, so last night me and Doc watched uh, one of the movies we're talking about doing next. Is that the very first time we've ever watched a movie together on the show ever? And didn't record a bit of it. So none of our, I, I know we had a buddy in between us, our buddy, Sean, who's going to be on an episode later. And I, I, I could sense that he was somewhat perturbed because we were talking <laughs> so much. <laughs> Cause I don't know if you noticed, he said maybe three words, the entire movie, yeah. but I got a whole lot of side eye and stank eye from that dude <laughs> for talking so much. It happens. No. But that is a movie that is rife for fucking, uh, you know, talking shit and having a good time. Yeah, you don't really need to study. You don't need to be a student of that film. You can just have fun with it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody right. have a good time with that. Uh, we are talking about 1986's The Seventh Curse, which um, we found through social media, believe it or not, which is what's great about social media when it's working the way it's supposed to is you get introduced to new things. And I think we were introduced to just a scene from this movie. Yeah, you sent me a cut from the movie, and I was so enamored with it i dropped everything i was like i need to find out the name of this flick i need to find out if it's available and we need to put it on our show for the next viewing that's how how passionate what's I funny was about is it. like i just thought it was a silly clip so i sent it to you and i had when, when you started sending me stuff about the seventh curse i had no idea what you were talking about yeah because i did have to like find what it was but dude i was i was enthralled i couldn't Can you describe the clip that enticed you into watching an entire movie and wasting hours of your time to record it, to talk about it for people. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 I could pretty much describe the whole movie in like two or three sentences. There's a bunch of Kung Fu going on. And in between that, there's some demons and some blood and some naked chicks. And you put that in a 15 second clip and send it to me. Then, you know, I'm going to want to watch the whole movie. And then you extend that into an hour and 20 minutes and you've got probably my movie of the year. Yeah. Movie of the year already in in January. (laughs) With nudity too. All right. Well, you ready to give our fake sponsor? Because we've uh, made the mistake that I often uh, get trapped in. Yeah. 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 Go. All right. This episode of Shock or Not is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams Candy Apple Red Paint. Nice. That's for when the special effects guy forgot a secret recipe for the blood. Just so a little just by the paint. Just a little darkness would have helped out a teeny tiny bit, huh? It was uh it was it was not as bright as like Tom Savini Dawn of the Dead blood. Uh and that's what made it suspicious to me, because it really did just look like red paint yeah, from the store. Yeah. It looked like Especially that red paint like, from the movie last night. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. All right. I got it. I got one. Let me see. What is he painting the town red? Is that what yeah, you're talking about? Painting the town red. So this yeah. uh, this episode brought to you by the Juice Master Junior Automatic Junior Juice Extractor for when you need to extract juice from the juniors. Very very, <laughs> very repetitive. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> right. Could you could you do that one more time as fast as you can? Almost like the Micro Machines guy. <clears throat> the Juice Master Junior Automatic Junior Juice Extractor for when you need to get the juice. Ah, nope, but I was close. <laughs> I just- all right this is a uh, golden harvest production which i'm not really too familiar with uh, their films but i will seek them out from now on so golden harvest has ties to the uh, shaw brothers movies which you know some of my favorite kung fu they're uh, they're former executives from shaw brothers that's why you get a lot of the same voice actors you get a lot of the same stunt guys uh, a lot of the same feel as, a, as an older shaw brothers movie so what you're telling me is the shaw brothers with their vast knowledge and experience of making films would pick the voiceover guys for this movie no the voiceovers the voiceover guys for aquila Uh, they uh the voiceovers for most of those movies back in the in the late 70s early 80s were done like by british voice actors and they used a lot of the same actors so if you watch a lot of the old gung fu the the wu-tang stuff or um, the old shaolin stuff the monkey and the snake shot all that stuff you're gonna hear you'll notice the voice you'll hear the same guy doing the same lead you'll hear the same girl doing the same stuff the same bad guy um and it's weird because Golden Harvest did a ton of, they did like a lot of Bruce Lee, some Jackie Chan stuff. And for some reason, the Cannonball 1 and 2, Cannonball Run, 1 and 2. <laughs> so if you look through a long list of Gung Fu, 
you'll see Cannonball Run 1 and Cannonball Run 2 among them for some reason. It's so weird. It's such an odd thing. What's nice to know, though, is like you can see with this movie that they definitely had a stable of uh, able-bodied stuntmen ready to whoop each other's ass and almost die for a movie. Did, did you see how many stuntmen got annihilated in this movie? I mean, like, completely oh, annihilated. Dude, like, completely, like... Run over by a car? Like, I saw one get run over by a car. Run over by a car, uh, fall off large uh, scaffoldings, uh, be pushed through windows and, like, only use their feet to save them from dropping, like, four stories out of a window, like... Nuts! How many people? How Obviously. many people were on fire during one of those fights? <laughs> there was like background. there was like twenty people on fire fighting. I can't believe the set didn't blow up. There was shit. There was fire on the in the windows, the doors, on the actors, on the, the main actors, the walls. The main the actors would have fire on their sleeves while they were fighting. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. A lot different from that fire shot we saw yesterday, where the yeah, one nah. lone guy was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll do it." Yeah, nah. Yeah. Sign me up. So uh, this one gets right to it, man. It's a uh, they're at some sort of large industrial type warehouse, and apparently there's like um, some bad guys inside. Hostage situation. Oh, same director as Ricky O, by the way. I don't know if you caught that or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll okay. get to that. Yeah, okay. Um, so they got like large spotlights set up. It's like super blue, you know, uh, a lot of activity outside, SWAT guys and cops around this building. Uh, and then what's nuts is like there's also like, so they have a perimeter set up around this crime scene. But then the spec cops guys are like, the SWAT guys are like traipsing through the woods and like almost tripping on roots to get to the scene. Like, why wouldn't they just drive a car? Yeah, it was a super weird scene with uh, other people running around the background. I don't know if you noticed or not, but a lot of the guys with the M16s had no mag in the gun. Okay. It was empty, completely empty. I noticed empty a lot well. of Uzis, a lot of Uzis. A lot of MAC-10s like and Uzis. Special, yeah. yeah. Would, you, would that be your like first choice for a mission of this nature? It's my like last a, choice a, in, for any anything. Unless you're trying to shoot someone four feet in front of you, that's my last choice of gun for any shooting situation. I think those are always in movies. Always, I've never seen a semi-automatic Uzi or MAC-10 or anything like that. It's always like you know Chuck Norris from Invasion USA, full auto, full, auto. full like yeah. no... Um, Ammo conservation, no accuracy, just rounds down range as close as possible. And just overwhelm them with force of action and violence. Right? Yeah, like the hostage negotiator and the captain had uh, Mac 10s, I think, like awful lot of Mac 10s they're aiming at the building. But they had sharpshooters and stuff. Them, Those did, the M16s didn't. And it was like not, it wasn't um, hard to see. It was like front and center M16, no mags. But I didn't give a shit about the gunplay in this movie. I was already just like leaning There back. was a lot of gun- gunplay too. Oh, there's a, a ton. For a kung fu movie, uh, did a you, ton. Yeah. Did you notice that there was a lot of guys also dressed up uh, kind of like ninjas, too, when yeah. they were going into the building? Yeah. They kind of had, like, face coverings and stuff, so very ninja-esque, but not full ninja. Not 100% ninja. Yeah, like but, a modern SWAT ninja is what was going on. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I guess if you think about it, this movie was released right about the time where the ninja craze was just on fire. Totally. Like, it had spread through entire, you know, Canon was making their ninja movies. Everybody was making ninja movies all over the place. Yeah, this this movie always with a white guy with a mustache is the main ninja. <laughs> but for this movie, you don't you don't just get ninja. You get like James Bond, Indiana Jones, Rambo. You get everything that was popular around this year is smushed into this movie somehow. In action movies and horror movies and horror, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, which, which reminds me, there is a great YouTube video right now by the uh, Bad Movie Bible guys. And it's about the ninja craze of the eighties and it dude it goes in depth. It's great. Oh, I got it. Really check that. good. Yeah, so cool. check that out. Okay. I'll send you a link on that. But it's great. Um 
<laughs> we, what we've learned, though, from briefings from various people on the perimeter is that uh, there are six terrorists inside, and apparently one of them is a sharpshooter because um, the first guy that walks through the door gets hit. Yeah, like <laughs> forehead, forehead blasted. Yeah, a dude, as soon as he sticks his head up, up in front of the window, he gets uh, shot right in the head, and then he falls like three stories without any wires that I could tell. So he's probably would, actually Would you dead. say we're 40 seconds into the movie when that guy gets killed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how quick this thing gets going. It's funny because the guy who got the information about there's a sharpshooter in the building is the one who got shot in the yeah. face immediately. <laughs> so it's almost like the uh, expect the unexpected from the Kentucky Fried movie. Uh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> like, you've had the info, man. You should have known that at yeah. this point, right? Uh, and then what's really weird, too, is as they're moving towards the building to get, uh, you know, to kind of start the pre-siege of the building. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they were standing on dirt, but the dirt was getting shot by yeah. bullet bullet hits and it was still ricocheting and sparking yeah even though it's dirt yep so i guess that's okay i guess it it didn't um, matter it, it it the the whole thing is so crazy and gonzo there's so much stuff going on that you got to just lean back and enjoy it well we do get a, a valid entry point into this to stop this entire scenario because one of the hostages has had a heart attack and the terrorists are going to allow one doctor in the facility to treat him so, um, the I, cops come up with a great idea. I, I don't even know if Dr. Yun, the doctor that they chose to go in, is he like the SWAT doc or was he just a guy on scene or what was his reasoning for even being there? They, all they said was, we hear, we hear you're a brave guy. We want you to go in. I did take a cut of the guy explaining what went down because I think it's a little hinky dialogue. I want, I want your opinion here. Okay. Let's hear it. Listen, you cops. You gunned down a hostage. He's not wounded, but he's had a heart attack. Send in a doctor or it's death on you. So if, if, okay. if you gunned down a hostage, but he's not wounded, did you gun down a hostage? No. Okay. Clearly, just, he's, he's talking in circles here. I just want to make sure. He probably shot him. He went into cardiac arrest. I mean, isn't the actual cause of death for everybody like your heart stops or your brain stops or your lungs stop? So I just can't see. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't see that you blame the cops on gunning him down if he actually didn't hit him. Also, I don't understand why you would be worried about the health of a hostage that you're planning to kill. Why would you want medical assistance well, for? So hostages <laughs> are their currency, right? They deal. That's the only thing they have to get what they want. So you got to keep them alive. Keep so them they got to keep a dead hostage. <laughs> like uh, I've got five live hostages and one dead one now. So really, I only have five bargaining chips right, right. instead of six. So, so the so the sergeant's plan then is to get a doctor, not not like a fake doctor, like a real doctor, to go in with a bomb to save the That's hostages. That's what they call it—a bomb, <laughs> a bomb. So, hey, and no, then they come up with the idea that they're going to also use a nurse to go in to help him. Yeah, the nurse was going to be. So the guys, like I said, he's not part of the police force, but the nurse was supposed to be an undercover um, police he's officer. A police officer, right? That Again, is though, you're undercover. sending a bomb in. To save the hostages, just let that sink in. <laughs> well, we find out later it wasn't that type of bomb. Right. Right. But well, they sent him with a gun, the too. They, they sent him with a gun, but yeah. They hit the gun in there. So yeah. uh, immediately, um, news reporter Sally shows up on the scene, and, and I'm just going to go on a limb and, and say she's probably never going to win any Nobel Prizes for news reporting. She's never going to win any awards because she's the worst at it. Well, she's going to win an award for hustling because she got into everything everybody did in the whole movie. So, but the, the problem is she makes everything sure. worse the entire time too. So that's an issue. Um, 
so Sally shows up. She's got a literally. She's a, a news reporter with a Kodak disposable camera um, that she's using and flashing all the cops, exposing their positions immediately to the people on the front line. She's like running in front of the uh, guns. She's yeah, she's basically flashing got a camera, like a notepad in her hand, and like the hat with the little ticket sticking out of the top like <laughs> licking her pencil before she writes yeah. notes now yeah yeah she's she's running everybody else there has got guns trained on the building and she's running around with a uh, with a little pin pad and a, and a camera trying to get the scoop yeah and, and you're right they did ask for a very brave physician which i thought was an odd choice because yeah, yeah. uh you know with a good plan put in place I, I mean bravery is part of it but also being a doctor and trying to save the guy with the heart attack should I guess. I don't know. Well. Um, so anyway, um, so then they pick the girl. So she goes to a medical van to start changing clothes into her nurse outfit, right? And uh, so what happens is Sally, the news reporter, decides in order to get the scoop of the century, she's going to knock a police officer out with a brick. To the head. To the head. And then get in her nurse uniform and infiltrate the operation with the police officer. So did, did you feel less bad about not being able to tell the Asian chicks apart because they couldn't tell the Asian chicks apart in the movie? <laughs> yeah. I felt a little vindicated because like even her like, captain, it's okay because I mean, they, they've worked with this girl for how long yeah. she's like on the, the SWAT team. She's like, she's part well of the crew. The police, they picked her immediately to be part of this mission. And as soon as another female dressed just like her shows up, they're like, ah, <laughs> they just sent her in. I don't know if you know this too, but um, what was her name? Sue? The cop was Sue? Oh, the cop, I don't know. Yeah, that was Sue. I'm pretty sure it was Sue. I'm really not going to get caught up on names on this one, man, because it's going to be really (laughs) tough. That was probably the most difficult part of the entire thing for me is like keeping track of the characters. But Sue already had like brick dust on her back, so that means they had filmed that shot at least three times, or at least one other time. (laughs) One taker. One take. It was not a one taker because she already had the red brick dust on her back when Sally hits her in the back with the with the rock. But it's a committed reporter, um, though. It's a committed journalist. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's uh she's gonna get the story no matter what. So, um, the doctor gets set up for the mission. They tell him like, "Here's your." It looks like a tackle box, but I guess it's their medical box. And the bomb is in the bottom of that box. So he says, when we tell you to, you're going to set that thing off, and then we're going to come in guns a-blazing, right? Right. And uh, they also set a backup plan. Hey, if you haven't done what you're supposed to do by 12, we're just going to come in anyway. Yeah. So, so he's got a relatively short amount of time because I think he's in that building for a grand total of like 30 seconds before it turns midnight, and then they make entry into the building. Yeah, when anyway. I think he checks his watch when he kneels down to take the pulse of the uh, of the hostage, and there's like four minutes left to midnight. So he had like four minutes left to save the guy before they came in. But none of that happens because it all goes to shit immediately. Yeah. Um, because the nurse is a, isn't a real nurse. He's asking her for the implements. She's not giving him the right shit. She starts rifling through the bag, and they notice a gun in the bag. Like, he asked for a stethoscope or something. She gives him like... Probably some sort of colon, colon cleanser or something. Yeah, yeah. Then he asks for the uh, the medicine, and she get, she has no idea what that is. And then while she starts fumbling through the tackle box, the pistol shows up. Right. And while this is happening, the SWAT guys outside are putting like melon-sized balls of explosives on the <laughs> doors yeah. to breach them. And I don't know if you really need that much, but man, those are 
big breach charts. And they were shooting grappling hooks with bazookas all over the building. Yeah, oh. they're literally outside, like, they're <laughs> synchronizing, like, repelling Aussie-style, like, zip lines to the front of the building, uh, repelling Aussie-style from the top to the to the middle. Like, people, it was chaos. There's, like, 40 guys outside waiting to come in. So, anyway, the terrorists find the pistol secreted inside the box. So they, of course they lose their shit. The doctor turns the box over, sets the bomb off. And the bomb is like a fucking huge flashbang. Right. That just lights up the entire room and blinds everybody inside. I thought the repelling and the zip lines were badass. It was oh, dude, great. Like stunts the the amount killer. of coordination to get all that going, it was sheer eye candy too. everybody. Yeah. Just, just imagine just like the front of a building and the people are just coming in from all different directions. Right. Like some of them are laying down, some of them are upside down, some of them are coming in. Yeah, it's just nuts. Really cool, and, and breaking yeah. through windows too. So I, I guess, and they couldn't do too many takes of that. That was a lot of those were, um, you know, a lot cool, very well coordinated. Yeah. So a plethora of police descend on this location from every imaginable direction, up, down, side to side. Which I mean, how long do you think that took them to choreograph that? Because that's not easy. Yeah, to no, do. it was pretty great. And uh, so one cop gets like blasted immediately to off the uh, ledge, all the doors are breached. There's complete chaos. Uh, dudes jumping tandem through windows, exploding squibs are everywhere. Um, did you see the one guy get jerked back through the uh, rack? Right, yeah, the, I uh, saw the clip. The, the clip I you sent me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally see the uh, wire work where they're pulling yeah. them back. Dude, there's a ton of wire work in this movie, too. A ton of it. And this is really cool kung fu and gunfight like it was it was simultaneous they were shooting and doing a lot of kung fu it was uh really it was really done well i was surprised how how much action was going on and how early in the movie it was non-stop i love action scenes where like the guns are shooting blanks that have like firecrackers in them so you just get that huge spark out of the guns and when people get shot it's not realistic they get thrown back like 10 15 feet yeah uh, the, the fighting where everybody's covered in, in baby powder. So you can yeah. tell that they're getting hit when they're, you know, because American movies don't do that traditionally or they never did back in the eighties. Right. Like the fight scenes were rather stale. Yeah. Fall guy. You're um, getting Dukes of Hazard fights. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard fights, you know, um, you never really feel the punches, but for some reason in these Asian Hong Kong, you know, Kung Fu movies like this, like when people get hit, dude, like you feel the drop kicks were like dude was drop kicking left and right and in the middle of the gunfight so dudes are shooting and getting drop kicked while they're shooting and then the yeah. the the journalist picks up a mac 10 and starts blowing people away the journalist <laughs> starts shooting people uh, she uh sally's got quite a few bodies under her belt at the end oh of this movie God. i'll tell you that dude and nobody bats an eye no that's crazy like thank god like real police procedures just thrown out the window with these movies if not we'd all be tied up in red tape and paperwork yeah. <laughs> We'd be watching Barney Miller. Abe <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vigoda filling yeah. out, you know, typing fish. on the typewriter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fish. Uh, anyway, like it's it's fucking chaos, dude. It's nuts. It's I've, absolutely. So I've told crazy. I've told maybe like five or six people to watch this movie. Um, and I've told them all, just watch the first like ten or fifteen minutes of this movie. If you don't want to continue watching the movie after that, I don't know what to tell you because you get everything. You get a, a smorgasbord 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 you get a charcuterie tray of action kung fu chicks everything right away instantly yeah with that one sketch ass stunt where um 
the dude gets kicked out of the window and he catches his, oh, himself on the on the ledges the ledge. of the window with each foot. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's literally. I, I don't know if there's any. I, I would assume there's probably no safety equipment to sit to that guy, attached to that guy at all. Would yeah, you? No. Uh, no, no. I'm telling you, when I saw the guy get hit by the car in the one scene, I was like, no, this somebody got hurt. Like these dudes are. These are some dude when they're at the statue falling out that statue. They're going, they're going rogue on these stunts, man. Yeah, there's no, nothing going on. Anyway, after all that, the carnage is over. Doctor Yuan, who I'm gonna uh, just butcher this guy's name, Stiho Chan. Yeah, Chan. Suho Suho Chin. This was his name. Suho Chin Chan knows the nurse is an imposter immediately. How'd you figure that out? Is he a detective and a doctor too? Uh, but decides not to turn her into the authorities. Doesn't tell him. And not only that, when they're talking and she, she still wants the scoop and wants an interview or something, he, she asks him like, are you going to arrest me? Like when he's talking about all the stuff that went down, but I was like, well, he's a doctor. So probably not. And then he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody. You just killed like eight terrorists and impersonated a police officer by knocking her out. Well, and also assaulted a police officer by hitting her with a brick in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's how that ends. So were the hostages freed? I, I'm not. <laughs> did you? I, I don't know. All right, just making sure. I don't. I don't know if anybody survived or not. Like mission successful? They're... Question mark. <laughs> Thumbs up, I guess. Okay. Uh, but um, he gets thanked by the police staff, so obviously things went all right. Guess so it's, guess it's good. Uh, then it immediately cuts to a lush pool party, yeah. like a private pool party, which. Uh, again, we're introduced to people without their names. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to watch like 10 minutes down the road to catch your name, to go back and fix your notes because you've just written like some guy with glasses. Yeah. Said this yeah. Dude. Asian dude, one Asian dude, two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're actually talking about climate change in that scene and about how it affects men's sexual performance. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess they have to have something to talk about. But I'm pretty sure that's something every guy wants to know. Like, is that a thing? I started checking the temperature outside to see if it was, if the math was correct. <laughs> it's a little warm. Is that why I'm getting a chip? Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, uh, and then Dr. Yuan, our, our, I'm going to start just calling him doc from now on, if that's okay. Is, uh, uh, he's got big Dr. Jones energy because he's basically trying to impress this chick by telling her about all of his, uh, illegally obtained artifacts. Yeah. <laughs> just like Dr. Jones does. Yeah. That's what I said. There's a lot of Indiana Jones and Rambo and everything in here. Yeah, it's like me trying to talk about my serial killer collection and nobody caring. <laughs> so it's like I got to say, like you're all proud of it, talking about it, and they're looking at you like, what a fucking weirdo. Yeah. God. So, of course, this guy's talking about all the shit he stole from like dead people's fucking tombs. <laughs> she's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, she's rolling her eyes, trying to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, but guess who cock blocks him? Sally, the reporter, she still needs the scoop. <laughs> She's got to get a scoop about. She, she wants a picture like, of him naked. She asked for a nude picture of him. So she she tells Doc that she would like to do a story about his heroics, but in order to get a complete story, she's going to need a picture of him nude. Yeah, <laughs> and, it like, would, what? It, and it would be artistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to correct that too. Uh, when she talks about wanting to do a story on Doc's heroic exploits, she's talking about him in the movie, not me. No. So actually, maybe we, maybe we should start calling him Juan because his last name was Juan, so we don't mix up you and him or Chester, well, which was sense. also his name for some reason. Yeah, they called him Chester. They called him Juan. Juan Yin. Yeah. They, I mean, there's. I think a lot of times they were trying to Americanize the names because like Way was called Wesley at one yeah, point. Yeah, I caught that too. Yeah, it's like okay, so um. 
I did like the slapstick humor when they were walking past the pool and the waiter almost trips over uh, Juan. And while he's trying to correct himself, he blocks Sally. So she pushes him into the pool. <laughs> Yeah, that, so. that sucked though, man. Because he did the he did the thing where it's like whoa, 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 and he's like windmilling his arms around, and like, dude, you know he's I going in the pool. It. Get it over with. Yeah, I love he's him, going dude. in the pool. Just get in there. Do Do you think like these movies are made? Okay, so you know, like Americans are making movies now to try and also um, vibe with Chinese sensibilities, right? Yeah. They want to they want to sell big in China too. So they'll even change posters. Like I've heard of them changing like Star Wars posters to not offend like certain Chinese um, aesthetics, I guess. Right? It's it's like they'll take dragons out of certain video games because that's not like a not a not an okay thing to show in video games. Oh, didn't they like have that. the uh, the lion's mouth? You had right, to walk the through. You the MGM. They took that compl- like a million dollar project. They took it out because Asians thought it wasn't it was uh, unlucky yeah, it was to walk luck. into a lion's mouth. Yeah, right. something like that. So. Do you think that the the Chinese are making movies with these sensibilities to try and appeal to American audiences? So that's why that whole slapstick thing was in there. Yeah, and there's another movie called Fantasy Mission Force that's uh, it's it's very similar to this movie. I'd like to watch it with you one day too. And it's exactly what you just said. It's their idea of an American action movie. It's not a kung fu movie. It's an American action movie, but it's done in Hong Kong, and it it's got the same type of thing where they they put in exactly what you're saying. Yes. Silly, like slapstick humor. You know, I'm gonna have to say, like the director. <laughs> I'm gonna let you try and say his name if you have it in front of you. I don't. I, we'll just butcher. Nai Choi Lam. Uh, he was the director of this film. He also did Riccio, right? Um, erotic Ghost Story, The Cat. I would seem to think that he has a little knack for the slapstick because if you've seen Riccio, like the movie's hilarious. Did you see the cut of Erotic Ghost Story that I sent you? Because that that's like on the top of my list for something to watch. I didn't watch it. You sent it in text? Uh, I don't know, but I'll send it again. But yeah, that's yeah, a definite yeah. must-see. So there's a whole list of these Cat 3 things that we need to get into, especially with movies directed by Lamb. Right. Like, we could just get into those and have a good time with that. But um, but then what's crazy is, you know, of course, Juan, Dr. Juan, isn't having any of it. And he plays hard to get and he drives off in a Porsche, but she chases him down in a Ferrari. In a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The reporter. <laughs> yeah. He drives off in a, the doctor drives off in a Porsche, understandable. Yeah. But then she chases him down in a Ferrari, the reporter who's not understandable. Job. Yeah. <laughs> but we find out later that her dad's rich and shit. That's yeah. why she gets away with all right. that shit. So, um, what's even more ridiculous than that whole aspect of her driving a Ferrari is how he loses her. <laughs> Did you understand anything that was going on until it happened? I had no clue what was going on. So they pull up at a stop sign, and Dr. Juan gets out, and he puts some sort of inflation device under her car, and he hooks it up to his exhaust, and he blows up the inflatable device, and it takes her back wheels off the ground, causing her to become immobile so he can just drive away. (laughs) That was the weirdest chase scene ending I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, how come, uh, you know, he obviously got that tech from police. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they did, though? They did increase the, the production value by throwing in a portion of Ferrari. I, I'll give them that. Well, I mean, uh, that movie we watched yesterday also had some pretty did nice have cars, a, but I don't know. A Fiero with a kid on it, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. downtown Nebraska. Uh, we're giving a lot of hints out for this movie, so if anybody can guess what it is, please 
send us. Yeah, something you win something to see if you're astute. We'll keep trying to pepper in some little uh, hints in there, and if you if you guess the movie, we'll give you something. There you go. Maybe you know, like a signed Steve uh, Anima or something. I'll do an AI something. rendering of you and put it. You can use as your <laughs> avatar. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, he gets home. And, you know, being the suave doctor he is, he immediately gets savaged by a naked brunette in well, the it, shower. It, and, you know, this is just a straight James Bond, complete James Bond rip, right? Like when James Bond would come in and he notices someone's been there, right? Like a cigarette or a glass, and he pulls out his gun and, and kind of stalks through the room, and it's it's a naked chick on a bed. That's that's what this was. It was some naked brunette in the shower. And so you're like, oh, you thought he was going to get attacked, but it was through the curveball. Then guess what? He really does. Get he does attacked. get attacked. But that chick, the the voice, uh, the voiceover for that chick was like a French chick, so it was a really funny voiceover. That was a good one too. <laughs> did you get a clip of that or no? I, I didn't. I didn't actually. I did it on purpose because I think without the visual, you're going to miss a lot of the impact of how bad the voiceovers were. You know? so. yeah, the, the a lot of the voices don't match the faces. At no, all. but but that's part of the of the charm of these movies. So that's I enjoy that. I look forward to that. Uh, and I'm going to say people are seriously injured in this fight scene as well. Oh, my God. How could you not be? Uh, literally, they're shoving people through panes of glass. The people are getting smacked into walls uh, like little people at a midget tossing contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one dude, I think, uh, one guy gets gut punched hard enough to make their bowels implode. Into well, no, it's, this, 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 is the fight, this isn't the fight that you're talking about. This is just uh, Dragon. This is when Dragon comes in to talk to him in the room. So it's only one guy. Yeah, but they beat the shit out of each other. Oh, well, they beat the shit out of each other, no doubt. But I don't think it's it's there's not multiple assailants at this point, is there? I, I'm pretty no, sure. Probably not. not, but there's still dudes getting smacked around. Oh, for shit. sure. If the chicks like, all of that just happened between two people. Yeah, and then then the yeah. uh, the the chick screaming in the back, naked chick screaming in the background the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't many assailants, but it was dragon. Yeah. Attacking but, but, him, but why? And, uh, because all he wanted to do was chat with him and help him. So why? He, he beats the <laughs> shit out of him. He bests him, and then it when you know Doctor Yun's been defeated, Dragon's like, "You got to get to Thailand, man. I got to save your life. You're under a blood curse, and you're gonna die. Yeah, you got to get to Thailand. You got to save Bachu. Uh, it, blood, your blood spells almost reached one year. Um, you're gonna relapse, and Bachu also has a terrible ghost spell on her. Yeah, all the information that you quote quote need need. Or don't need because none of it really made sense anyway. You get in one exposition after the fight, and you find out that this guy was coming in to help him, which begs the question: Why did he they just in, have? Why did they just fight? To, it was an urgent ass kicking message. Like I've got to tell you, you've got the delivery method was an ass. -kicking. You have to understand that this message is important, and by that, I'm going to prove to you the importance of this message by beating you up first. <laughs> <laughs> And officially, I have no idea uh, at this point in the movie. I have no idea what the fuck is happening. No, who knows what a, it's about curses and some chick you've never heard of. And he's got to go to Thailand. And what does this have to do with the hostage situation? Who's the chick in the room? Yeah. Some really interesting things happened post message, too. I don't know if you caught that. But for some reason, like Doc tears off his shirt and glares at his smooth tattoo covered back for way too long. I don't know why he did that because Dragon's like walking away and he grabs his shirt and rips off the shirt off his back and Man. he stares at him, right? Yeah. And Dragon's tattoos resemble a map that I stared at way too long trying to figure out if there was a message there. There not. wasn't. <laughs> Spoiler, there wasn't. But he does the guy's get... Name is, 
The guy's name is Dragon, which is silly too. Let's be honest, right? He does give him some really good slash bad parting advice though, because he sees the chick and he's like, "Hey, dude, make sure you don't have also, sex. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good for you." He, that's the other post message thing I thought was weird. Is he tells him, "If you get up in the guts, you may be kaput." <laughs> yeah, that's a shitty curse. Yeah. No sexy time or you may relapse with your curse. Yeah, thanks for so, telling me once the chick was already naked in my bed. Nice timing on yeah, that. Which it doesn't stop him anyway, right? No. Uh, so she can't just leave him well enough alone and immediately humps him right into a bloody stump. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was symbolism for an STD or am I thinking way too much about uh, yeah, it? Yeah, no way. No way. I'm giving it too much credit? Yeah, nothing in this movie we had. No, it was all eye candy. There was no meaning to any of it. Well... After he gets in his regular sexy time, he comes blood all over the room and <laughs> well, himself. Out of his thigh. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, that thing was a mess. I, I really liked whatever they were using to make the effect of his veins. So so basically set it up, they're poised coitus. He's laying on the bed nude as well, and they kind of pan down to his thigh, supple thigh. And he's got some like bulging going on, and like his veins start popping out. And then just a cork, like a cork from a wine bottle, shoots out of his leg, and blood spurts out. And then he's like, shit, man, you know what? Dragon Dragon might be onto something. I might need to look this dude back up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't follow the doctor's orders. I followed. I should have followed Dragon's orders and not done that. Because as a viewer, yeah, you have just, no clue what's going on still. It makes no sense to what you just yeah. saw. You're still trying to wrap your head around that whole blood curse and ghost spell and yeah. uh, sexy time relapsing. And uh, the next scene, he's perfectly fine and he's... Chopping it up with uh, Asian Urkel looking uh, Chow Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't expect to be in this movie. I was blown away when I saw him. I think you told me like you hadn't seen him yet, and I was like, dude, he's there. No, pretty I, soon. I One of the it. biggest Asian action stars of all fucking time. Not even action stars. Like he's a serious dramatic actor too, and he's in the Seventh Curse talking doing, about blood curse. Doing no action. They seriously underused Chow Yun Fat in this, dude. He, he doesn't do anything but, like, pull Doc's story from him. Yeah. And then while he's doing so, it goes back to a flashback, right? Well, so, so it, I guess to set it up, he's I guess he's Doc Young's uh, mentor. So I, I took him as a doctor as well. But he's also and best friend. an expert in witch, witchcraft. And best friend, right. And expert in witchcraft. Yes. And yeah. cousins with the fucking journalist. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's just... <laughs> China only has like fucking three billion people in it. Hey, you really don't know your best friends uh, anything about him if you didn't know this chick was right there too the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I guess we go back to the events from the beginning of the film. Right, right. So chatting and fat. It, it was it was such a weird setup. It's like it was almost like asking like, had you been like in any witchcraft ceremonies you could think of because they're trying to track back where he might have got the blood curse he got this blood curse. right so that now you get the flashback which i guess really starts the movie i guess yeah which is the beginning of the movie right like it goes back before the shootout and a shit. year previous correct yeah and i guess that mission had a lot of steamy tents and early mornings as they all wake up yep. and start their days yeah i don't know if you notice every tent was like literally like a witch had a cauldron in every tent they were just smoking I, I did notice the that the nighttime lighting was very suspect it was all like definitely blue tint like try to make it night but it wasn't night the lighting was way off i think it was dark but they were just like like trying to give it like a cartoony feel but it. if you look if you look at where the lights are there's no shadows at all it's all one big blue uh screen over everything so i think it was just a really poorly done set uh lighting set really Good news is Doc gets to uh, meet up with Professor Colonel Sanders. 
<laughs> and so he's telling him basically, uh, don't you take a walk over that hill uh, because you've got the deadly Yen and Yao worm tribe that are over sure. there and they're, they'll fuck you up. Yeah, the dude's, he's like a, a British dude dressed like, um, like a safari, I guess, safari garb. But he has like the same goatee and hairstyle of Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, he might as well have had a monocle and like a musket and <laughs> yeah, like one of those like uh, safari hats with the like scoop on the top, like a Panama the Jack. Hat. He was just like Panama yeah, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically tells uh, the doc on this mission, which I don't know why the doc's out there in the first place. Like, if you walk over that hill, you're going to deal with the Yanaun Yao Worm Tribe, and they specialize in witchcraft. Well, they're out there so because they're out there to get a, they, they think they are found a cure for AIDS in the jungle. Oh, I didn't catch into that. Well, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Did Colonel Sanders bring that up? Don't beat or? yourself up about it. <laughs> Could you explain to me when necessarily that came up in uh, that entire right, scene? Right when Chow Yun Fat is at, like, have you have you been involved in any? Has any gypsies cursed you in the recent? You know, he's asking him dumb questions. He said that, um, okay. oh yeah, I was on a I was on a safari to to Thailand uh, looking for a cure for AIDS about a year ago, and that's that's what that's what rolls into it. Mm, okay, yeah, you're right. Good good call there. Yeah. I was looking at the forest for the trees. None Sorry. of it matters. That doesn't matter. Just move along. None of, it matters. None of it matters. Because we but get to one of the Doc, best scenes in the movie soon, so keep on going. Doc Wan pulls a dar and watches a voluptuous it's lady it. bathe naked in a pond. I put the same thing. I put Beastmaster. I put the exact same thing. Yeah, he dars him. He's out there with his binos trying to act like he's not interested and botch you down there taking a bath naked. Yeah, it, it's and it's exactly like Beastmaster because not only was he uh, creeping like, like he was, but the chick is also like the slave to a cult, just like curry or whatever it's like whatever that chick's name was and they're both super hot so yeah basically what you get is is a stacked up asian water nymph coming out of the water and this dude is like 10 feet away but still using his binoculars on her for some reason which was kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) a lot of slosh and all my gosh and man oh my goodness that chick was hot uh he prematurely emasculates as he succumbs to her (laughs) womanly powers he can't even hold on to her binos. He's so taken aback by her naked yeah. beauty. He starts fumbling around like his binoculars and everything. Just, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he totally did. As soon as she made eye contact, he's like, oh. <laughs> oh that's good. Uh, so she, of course, gets the binos. She acts like an absolute child and has trouble figuring out. And uh, just throws the binos in the sea. And, uh, you get an awkward, she, a I, very awkward meat cute is what that was. Well, he instantly falls in love with her. Because, As did everyone watching the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing, though, that this adventurer doctor is completely smitten with a total idiot who can't figure out how to use binoculars. <laughs> she's looking through it backwards like he's so far away. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a banging body, so I guess he's got it right. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> like she's... Uh... Like the Little Mermaid coming up trying to figure uh, out a yeah. fork. She just like, got her legs. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she gets called back by the tribe because they blow the whistle, the ancient whistle, and she has to respond back. And uh, at that point, Colonel Blanders warns the doc, <laughs> like, "Hey, <laughs> you got to stay away from that chick. Her tribe is." He, he's telling her, like, "That's from the Worm Tribe. That's one of those hot chicks they use to, uh, you know, entice horny dudes to come over and check it out." <laughs> Yeah, well, he was right. They're, cat, they're catfishing. Yeah, it worked. So, the uh, sirens. And then, of course, there's the pounding of the drums, and the doctor's like, don't ever try to witness the offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, what is the first thing they do as yeah. soon as he says that? 
So he he pointed he pointed and was like, "Don't look over there. Don't go Don't over there. Don't go over there and watch what they're doing. I promise you, it's bad." Yeah. They immediately head off into the forest to catch us. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Yon and his whole crew went. They all because so, he was probably telling them, like, "Dude, you got to see this chick. We got to go over there." <laughs> Listen, I know what the I know what the colonel says, but man, this chick is fucking banging. Yeah, you got to see it. Even one more like yeah. that. I put her in my notes as uh, "bad you the baddie." <laughs> Back, back, back to you, back, back, bed you. Yeah. Uh, just like the altar from the uh, Beastmaster too. Yep. They had the altar. Yep. Huge cement slab of stairs that's going up into the sky with a bonfire on top. It was just like fucking Beastmaster. Yep. No complaints, by and, the and, way, but yes, it was. Yeah, and no, and I thought that was quite the impressive display as the cult forms up with the torches for the ritual and stuff. I thought that was very well choreographed. It looked great, man. It was very cool. And a lot of people involved in that too. A lot of extras. Dude, the whole movie's got tons of people in it. Yeah. But I guess with those Asian studios, they just had like entire like armies on contract to make these movies, right? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of the stuntmen were doubling up for you know background actors and stuff like that because there was got to be at some points of the movie there was probably fifty to sixty people in one shot. Would you think? Yeah. Yeah. All doing something in the background. Yep. Uh, Doc's crew can't help themselves. They keep tripping over these like tootsie roll looking bodies. Yeah. <laughs> They're all laid out all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the, we get the uh, leader of the cult finally shows up. His name, I I, I thought it was Aquila, but it's Aquila. I, I wrote down Aqualung, so I, you call him whatever Aqualung, you want. Same yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, same thing. Um, basically, he's kind of like the Koresh guy of the group, I would say. He's the leader. Leader. And uh, his voice actor did not do a good job with his character. Nailed it. That dude nailed it. So to set the guy up, <laughs> did you say nailed he nailed it? it. He nailed it. So he sounds like a fifty-year-old dude doing the voice of like an eighty-year-old woman, man. <laughs> the guy, the guy, um, is a is a pretty big, big guy, right? Big, broad shoulder guy, and he's got long hair. He's set up like this big witch doctor dude. Um, and when he first speaks, he's got the 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 same dude that did the voice of like Brainy Smurf or something. Like did this guy's voice or or the parrot from Aladdin? I guess would be another. <laughs> So I showed I showed that. What is, what is that guy's name? The guy who does the uh, Gilbert Godfrey. You got Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. So I showed this part to Lynn. This Affleck. is one of the this is one of the only parts I I showed to her um to watch and and almost immediately she's like yeah I'm not watching that like there's no way. I was like, All right. Uh, but I needed to have her a reference for the voiceover because I was like, no, it's bad. Like, you don't want to sound like yourself. You want to sound bad. And she was like, what do you mean bad? And I was like, all right, let me show you. <laughs> so that was it. It might as well have been McLovin. They could have got McLovin to do his voice. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. And what's crazy is like, I'm sure the actual, that's why I don't like dubbed movies. I like to watch subtitled movies because I'm sure the actor who played Aqualung, Ag- Ag- Aguila, is Elvis Shoe. He's got 152 credits and started acting in 1982. And dude, he is he has got a ton of great films. No, but I, I but I awesome. but I would disagree with you. I think that that bad voiceover is what I want. Like it's part no, of it. It's what I want. No, it changes the theme of the movie. If you have a serious like actor, imagine like Daniel Day Lewis playing Aquila. <laughs> it would have changed the whole movie. Yeah, but for the worse. Like I wanted that stupid voice. <laughs> I loved that voice. So I'm trying to like make it like an actual like three star, you know, kung fu movie, and you you're wanting it to stay in its cat three. Like. I do, I do. Okay, and maybe because I'm so used to it from all the Shaw Brothers stuff, and I'm used to the voices not working. You know, so for me, I want that. I want to see how bad they went, or like 
what how bad the voice actor what how, the direction was giving i'm guessing or who they picked really it's who they picked so do you, do you think they have a director for the uh voiceover actors no they just let them like turn in whatever they got no and I've, I've i've done some research on that in the past so I, I can't speak really clear on it but i do know it was like i said it was done by mostly british actors and i it was a they didn't even get a lot of the times they didn't even get to see who they were portraying all they got was words on on a page so they just did whatever they thought and there was yeah, nobody I, to tell I'm them sure hey that, that right. would change your delivery completely if you saw what aqua Agua right. look like you would like not use that voice right but once it went over there to get the voice work done there was nobody to say like hey that's wrong you know like nobody was there to say like no no you got to do that different it was just do the best you can you we're gonna put it on the film you think the actors probably don't even have a contract to say like i don't agree with that the way that person portrayed my character so i i will not sign off on that voice no i've, I've done like a i've watched like a documentary but it's been years ago but i remember seeing because i asked like why are they so bad like why why does it not match and it was just done so after the fact, cheap. like they didn't care. It was like, no, we've already done this for Hong Kong. We don't care about whatever you do with it after this. So it just, they shot the words over there. It got done, like I said, by the, mostly by the same people over and over. Um, I think I've seen like documentaries about like porn, porno, like Foley artists and voiceover artists. And God, that seems like such a miserable existence. <laughs> it needs to sound jizzier. <laughs> Hold on, let me try to do my best impersonation. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. No, horrible. You need it jizzier. <laughs> more splat. Uh, let me. No, wrong. More splat and more uh, squish. You're not oh, doing it's it right. all over my leg. <laughs> <laughs> what are they in there with like bowls of fucking Play-Doh and shit? Nah, you just like stirring up a bowl of macaroni Slime. and cheese. That's all. <laughs> Just slapping two wet chicken breasts together. Better goblin mac and cheese. Just it's like you like two chicken breasts. Yeah, together. like you get your boot stuck in some mud. And you're pulling the boot out of the mud. That's the sound. All right. Okay. I mean, a mockery of this movie, well, dude. I mean, yeah. So I guess the nature of this ritual is Aguila tries to get Bachu to um, profess her love for him, and she only has love for dragon right so because of that she means she's going to be part of the sacrifice i think is what it was and she's going to get uh i think he pulls out like an ancestral dildo (laughs) (laughs) petrified it was petrified petrified dildo and threatens red hot insertion into her orifices and one of the uh henchmen objects to that yeah because she was the daughter of like a previous chief nurse there's some other wonky shit that doesn't matter but he's like no don't take her that you already took the daughter of the last chieftain don't take this don't take and all the dudes in the back are like not bod you no, not bought you. He keeps killing all the hot chicks, bro. Don't, don't take her. Join this cult. That's all we got left here. Listen, if she, you see Marge in the in the cafeteria, yeah. nobody wants to be with Marge in the cafeteria. Like, no, this is bought you, man. Anybody but her. <laughs> Even the bad guys. Uh, that's good. Don't take the girl. Oh my god. So uh, he. Uh, Aguila summons Belial from Basket Case. I thought it was Quato from Total Recall. <laughs> we could use Quato or Belial. I've got both of them in my notes all over the place. Yeah, that's but good. imagine like the special effects from Total Recall and then tone that down about 75%. <laughs> and you've got the hand puppet uh, lovingly known as Quato. Or oh, Belial. man. That was great. 
<laughs> if that scene doesn't sell you, you're not watching the right movie, dude. <laughs> so instead of Grogu from like Star yeah, Wars, can we call him Gorgru? Gorgru? Because it's just this like blob of latex with sharp teeth in it. And he had it on like his belt, a- like Batman. He had it on a utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was I watching? Oh, my God. Oh, that was such a good movie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we should have shown Sean this movie, man. Yeah. Uh, he even does like an alien chest burster because it, it like, uh, it chomps down on the dude's neck, right? But then it busts it, pops his rib cage wide open and pops out of him or something. Yeah. But whenever like either the skeletons or the aliens were biting people, they were just pretty much mashing a mannequin's face. So, you know, like when, when Cookie Monster wants to eat a cookie and he just mashes a cookie into his face. That's and, all they and were you doing. You see all the co- wasted cookie yeah. fall out of the sides of his mouth. That's all they were doing. It's like mashing the mannequin's face against the neck, and then there'd be like blood running everywhere and shit, shit falling off. It's great. Uh, spectacular. Uh, so anyway, uh, now that all the cult followers are back in line, they head back to the tomb. Yeah. And then uh, crazy ass Doc Juan heads right in there into the danger zone with a fully cocked forty five and a handful of doubters. They yeah. don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, he wanted to uh, to save Baju. Like, all of them were like, no, man, we got we to get this chick out of there. And they're Doc- literally saying, like, I don't know if this is the right time. And he's like, no, let's go get her. Did, did you notice that he didn't try to save the dudes that were taken for sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he heads right into the lair. He gets in there immediately, the forbidden lair. He finds, uh, you know... Uh, one of the, I think it was Bachu just getting out of the shower. <laughs> was it? No, no. I no? think it was like some blood ritual. Weren't they pouring blood on like an altar and she was tied to a stake? I'm pretty sure. No, oh, whatever. Yeah, but, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. All we know is there are captives in danger and the bad guys are spilling blood red paint all over the f- room in some sort of ritual. Right. That's happened. That's happened. And we we're talking about, dude, we we're talking about like literally straight out of the can. <laughs> yeah. Blood yeah. red. Like yeah. Home Depot, I need a couple cans of paint red. And then like that's when Agula brings those uh, Return of the Living Dead like puppets to life, right? He turns them all into those Living the Dead, uh, Living Dead like weirdo puppet demon dead people. Yeah, I there guess. there was some really cool in the background. There was some really cool faces moving like in the stone wall. I thought that was really cool. Like the effect was awesome. I didn't even notice. Yeah, that, it's yeah. really good. Um, like it, it, behind the ceremony, it's all faces pushing out. I'm not sure how they did it. Maybe latex or something. Oh, uh, so that that is the Living Dead puppets i'm talking about they all come out of the wall and yeah stuff, right yeah because the, because what he resurrects is the army of darkness skeleton not the living dead puppets that's it, that's <laughs> yeah go forth sally forth yeah. sally forth <laughs> <laughs> that's the ones uh oh that skeleton was magnificent though dude oh my god i couldn't yeah, stop laughing the skeleton that uh that fights the doc yeah, I think skeleton the skeleton comes out, and it, I, I don't even understand how they made that fight look so good slash bad, because some of the time he was just wrestling it himself, like Ed Wood style, but other times it must have been controlled by somebody else, because the arm would shoot out. and like They were flopping that skeleton all over the place, because I remember just like, first off, looking at the actor playing Dr. Young, thinking like, this has got to be something I have to fight, and it has to be like an actual threat to me, Yeah, because it looks ridiculous. But he does do the, it worked. you know, Bella Lugosi with the... Um, the octopus in the in the pit, right? You know, slinging the arms around him and stuff, trying to battle it. And every now and then, it would jump off the ground and yeah. it would do some movement and stuff. But it was fun. It, it was, was and I think he finally, I think that skeleton finally ends up eating the male captive, and that gives him the flesh, and he turns into like a really crazy looking demon, which I was also cool with. I thought was really cool looking. 
Yeah, it, you know what, dude? This came out six years before Army of Darkness, so you got to kind of give it its props because six yeah. years later, Sam Raimi made a big budget movie and it had the same, the same effect. I, I think worse. I think this had better because um, sometimes the skeleton did move on its own. I thought it was really cool. I had a lot of trouble figuring out how how that was uh, a couple of the times how the skeleton actually did what it did. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Probably the best like hero skeleton guy fights I've seen since like a Harryhausen type yeah. movie. Yeah, for real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Killed, Sinbad type stuff. Killed Star Crash's skeleton goofy. fight. Yeah. Oh, it's goofy, effective, has like the right tone. So it's just, it's silly looking, but Yeah, it but it works. was fun. Uh, he isn't able to save the guy who gets uh, forward decapitated. Like, he, yeah. I think the monster like bends his head off forward. Yeah, yeah, exposes his spine. The back. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, but that's another scene where they're just rubbing like a mannequin's face against the guy's neck, which it's fine. It was just funny. You know, it's good. <laughs> so they uh, narrowly escaped the uh, demon spawn guy thing. And, uh, the Aguila's goons chase them all through the forest. Um, some of them get wasted by some pretty cool flame and arrow effects. Did you see that? Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of it. Yeah. Real good. How are they doing that shit? I don't man? know. Still, and these I are on fire. They do arrow <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I don't know why that's the holy grail of effects to me because there's so many cool like arrow effects in this movie too and i'm like how the fuck do they do that? yeah man i'm with you and i notice it now because of you like because of how many times we've talked about it i notice yeah it. dude i still don't know how they do it and i've looked for youtube tutorials all sorts of shit i can't find i, I so sent an email to the know. dude from jim Cotta. i sent an email to the guy and asked him how they did it he never responded but i tried like dude it's a valiant effort it's i have to know yeah so anyway um then there's another insane like firefight between the two factions. Um, and that's when I even said there's some completely like insane level, Jim Cotta level effects, arrow yeah. effects in that scene. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, people on fire, people nearly on fire. Um, there's like a vehicle CQB scene where he's shooting through the windows of the car. Uh, an entire truck that is filled with people that gets immolated. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, it's literally fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, it's like, crazy. There is so much going on in it. I guarantee it's like a uh, Zucker Brothers film. You watch it again, and you're going to see shit in the background. I, I have that for post-show. I was going to tell you because I've watched i watched it three times. Um, every time I've watched it, I've found more stuff, and that's why I think we should have watched it together because I wanted to see what you find you know, of it. But yeah. Dude, it's nuts. Like, it's it's like stuff. a... Uh, Aragonez like drawing there's so much stuff going on in the background like you just you can look at it for an hour and still find new shit yeah you know? really cool and then uh, as the smoke settles Aguila decides to to um, punish the colonel by dumping some shit on his head <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the coolest effect ever, like the, the colonel turns into this like rubber bladder pulsing 80s gore thing that's just like pulse is so ridiculous. maggots are like maggots are like spilling out of his cheeks and his chest he out poltergeist himself as he just rips his face off and guts and just maggots are everywhere whatever so how they did cool. a lot of, of really good skin effects in this movie with different people Dude. too really yeah. good like super good yeah better way better than they should have been yeah but just that scene alone man like if i had seen that scene alone sent to me that would have made me want to see the movie right you know right saying? right yeah so um, Dr. Juan Chester, uh, he's sick of the whole thing. Right. Um, and then he's, something's going on with him and that's when Bachu pulls a cherry tomato out of her tin. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. You're, you're skipping. You're skipping. So, Am I? Yeah. So no, I no, she, some witchy, somebody feeds him like shell casings. They exactly. pull out of their body. So the same right? dude. Yeah. The, 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 uh, Aqualung after he makes the, uh, Panama Jack rip his skin off because, uh, 
the doctor's tied up right next to him. He pulls like some shell casings is what I thought it was, but I don't know what it was. What it looked like, like- he makes him eat it and leaves him on the stake. But the doctor in one of the most ridiculous escapes I've ever seen pushes his glasses off his face. And then with his foot makes the lens like, uh, reflect the sun into the yeah. rope and it immediately burns the rope like acid. And that's how he escapes. Yeah. <laughs> He tells him about the leg popping. He tells him about the curse. And then he has to pull that MacGyver right. ass escape, which is so fucking weird, dude. But like, but but that was important because that's how he got the curse. So you can't like like that's that's the point where he ingested whatever it was that gave him the blood curse. Okay. Because he was gonna die on the spot, and that goes to the scene you're talking about, which was also ridiculous but also cool. He's running out and he's like bleeding out everywhere, right? Yeah, he's, he's popping. He's the curse is like yeah. popping his legs and shit, like the same thing that was happening when uh, he was and, in court. And that's why I admit, like you know, with Bachu using her skills, she's basically uh, using her own nude body to bring him back from the brink. Very right, like he, he he was gonna die. He's like laying on the side of a stream or some crap, and and for some reason she the shows blood up. Blood curse doesn't take that long. It's almost instantaneous. Right. For some reason yeah. she shows up out of nowhere and she's just looking at him. You know, he's dying. So. She just gets naked. She just takes off all her clothes, and then I approve. Yeah, and then cuts cuts open her titty, and then pulls pulls out a cherry a cherry tomato. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wrong movie. Yeah. Pulls out a cherry tomato. Pulls a cherry tomato out of her titty and feeds it to him, and then says that that'll help him with the curse for like a year or some crap like that. And there's a lot of choking hazards in this movie. There's uh, a big one. There's a big one at the end. Gobbles down. Yeah. Gobbles down all sorts of. (laughs) And if it sounds like we don't understand what's happening, we don't understand what's happening. You're watching the right movie because I didn't, I don't understand what's going on. Okay. But let's talk about that too. With, with, he guzzles this thing down without any hesitancy whatsoever, right? Yeah. A bloody whatever from her. Not even like a little bit. It's covered in her blood. And this is the HIV-rich environment of the 80s, right? <laughs> he, he was there to help cure it. He was there to find a cure like for he AIDS. He was literally trying to find a cure for AIDS, and he's so, eating bloody-covered cherry So you can't tell me that he doesn't know it exists because he was there for the cure. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I don't know why this AIDS is spreading so, uh, you know, prevalently. Oh, my God. Did you eat this blood-covered, gooey piece of crap? Sure. Uh. So, anyway... Now, at this point, I actually put down that I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that, like, Robert Rodriguez wrote this film at the age of seven. Right. <laughs> and sold the script to some company. And, like, it's that fucking gonzo nuts. It's like, you know, when, when you watch Shark Boy and Lava Girl, right? Yeah. That was his kid writing that movie, and he directed it. This is the same type of shit, dude. Yeah. Like, this is from the mind of somebody who doesn't have any restraint on their imagination whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I told you at one point that if a, a biker gang of Nazis showed up to save him, I would have just nodded my head and been like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, um, Or if Bachu had turned into a werewolf sure. or no, fucking yeah. aliens came down, like yeah. <laughs> none of that yeah. was outside the realm of, you know, happening. No, and that's that's the beauty of some of these movies where you could just, you just got to let it go and see what you're going to get next, what what the waiter's going to bring you next, see if you're going to eat it. <laughs> that's it. What's the next course? Yeah. So, of course, Way, uh, not Way, Dr. Wan wakes up the next day right as rain, and he's uh, uh, back to meeting with Way, or Wesley, um, Which and he's is, uh, finishing Chow up Yen his Bat. story. Yeah, he's just wrapping up his story about what had happened a year ago, 
Um, as he's as he's finishing up the story, though, he pops a vein and starts bleeding all over the living yeah. room. You could tell Wei was uh, smart because he smoked a pipe. That's how I knew that he was like a learned. <laughs> he was a learned man. <laughs> and I like the uh, I like the uh, the the expression he made when uh, Juan popped. He's like smoking his pipe, and you're off screen, yeah. and he's like, "What?" Yeah. And his wife brings him like a little uh, bactine and like a nappy to, to like, <laughs> like, no big deal. So that that was the that was the second of the leg pops, and it, it, this isn't not very clear. But right. there's seven pops, one for each day. That was why it's called the seventh curse. That's not very clear, but I I looked that up. So kind of, and Way says he will die when the curse strikes his heart. Right, it'll be the seventh so. pop is going to bleed him out. So he's got five days left to get the yep. cure. And then that's when Sally comes into the picture again because we find out she's Way's cousin and she wants to go to Thailand with Doc to try and have the story of the century and also to visit Dragon. Yeah, every 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 action scene starts with Sally saying, I want to go with you and him saying no and then her showing Not up. That's, happening. that's and then every it scene. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Even with a an appendage that sprays blood all over the place at any given moment, that guy pulls more tail. Than I ever will. Yeah, oh, man, that doctor—he's got that doctor money. That's all it takes. Dude. I guess so. Like every, all the girls are just wanting to hang out with him, even man. though he's got this strange disease that causes him to spray blood indiscriminately at any time. Yeah. So now that he's explained the curse to to Wei, uh, he decides he does want to go back to Thailand to try to find yes. a cure for his blood curse. Right? That's but kinda, he doesn't want to take Sally. No, That's no one sure. wants to take Sally anywhere ever. Yeah. So Dr. Wan arrives in Thailand. He gets sent to a hotel by some lackey. And it's just, as soon as he gets in the room, there is a an armory of guns on the uh, table. Yeah. And also, there's Sally. And Sally. He has no firearms safety rules ever uh, entered into her brain. To introduce herself, she shoots a hole in the wall next to him. <laughs> <laughs> So he's marveling at the uh, amount of weaponry on the table in his hotel room, and he's like checking out an AK-47, and all of a sudden, uh, Sally shoots at him with a forty-five caliber pistol with the most ridiculous laser sight. Yeah, on. like the laser from Terminator or um, like Mission <laughs> USA or Invasion USA. She literally shoots a hole in the wall right next to him, scaring yeah. the shit out of him. And the the whole time, both of them are, are pointing guns at their own chin. They're pointing guns at each yeah. other. Yeah. I'm sure like all four firearm safety rules were violated they during were violated. this one scene. So. Yes. Um, and then that's when I realized that Sally's a reporter from the intro. <laughs> oh, no. At point, really? At that point, Holy I really shit. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, her chief didn't know her from another Asian chick, so I'm going to give you a slight pass, but I did know it was her. <laughs> so Doc has a brilliant idea once he realizes that Sally's there is he's just going to tie her up. And go do the mission alone. Like she <laughs> so he literally ties her up in the hotel room. He tapes up her mouth with like the wrong type of tape, like packing tape. Yeah. Oh, like the like the see through stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna tear his mustache off for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then he meets up with Dragon in some old crypt in a creepy cemetery. Well, Dragon attacks him as he comes in because that's the only way these two meet is by him walking in and Dragon putting a knife to his neck. <laughs> so it's weird. But they meet up later and. and that's when they claim that uh, they've been followed by the sorcerer and the minions when he goes to his house, remember? Yeah, yeah, but when he first walked in the house, Dragon like jumped on him and puts his, you know, puts a knife to his neck like, when oh, he first walked in. When, when, when Doc gets to Dragon's house, of right. course. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what men do when somebody comes into their home right. unannounced. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he does get a little little of that action, um, but he has been claimed that, or he, he does claim that the uh, sorcerer and his minions have followed him, which wasn't quite clear when he first said it because he said something like, I've been pursued. <laughs> 
and he's trying to like pursued by who, by whom, and he explains it to him. And then we are gifted yet another like, crazy scene of child instantly. Action. I'm talking instantly. The minute he says I've been followed, like 60 dudes spill in from every window and every door. And I'm not exaggerating that. There's like 50 people in that house. They like come out from under the bed. They flip the coffee table. They're there. Like it's everywhere. And the you get a really good, it's a good fight scene with more guns and stuff too. But you know what? This one's a fun one to watch the, um, cause it's such a confined place. This is a fun one to watch the the stuntmen in the background because it's a it's a classic kung fu fight where they're all around, but you're fighting one guy at a time. So what happens is the seven or eight other guys that aren't it's not their they turn to get drop kicked. All willy nilly in the background. Yeah, they're in the background shadow boxing each other and themselves and 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 fighting a, a bowl of fruit. And if you look in the background, you'll see these dudes trying to not just stand there still and they're fidgeting around with all kinds of shit. And that's a fun that's a fun thing to do but with dude, these movies. Dude, they too. always edit it so well so that. It doesn't take you out of the scene at all. Though. No, not you know at what all. I'm saying? Like, if you were to sit and watch that for like five minutes and watch how stupid it looks, yeah, that's one thing. But like when you got that fast-paced action in front of the camera, like yeah. right in the front and center, like it just draws your so attention. So much action going on, yeah. So he seems to be getting you know the best of him and holding his own, and then he has his third demonic leg boil pop. Yeah. So that's his third attack. Um and just when you think all is lost, they're going to be defeated. Sally comes in and shoots probably 20 people with an automatic. <laughs> Sally opens the window and just unloads, unloads on the whole. Somehow didn't hit the two good guys, hit every single back, mows them down, mows down the bad guys. And at this point, I was thinking it, she might she might not be a great journalist, Doc, but she's a pretty good murderer because she's killed more <laughs> than anybody in the movie. Sally has killed more people than than the the bad guy. Then the doctor and then the police. She's got the highest body count but of all of them. Think about this. Like, if you're trying to get on a team, you better show your undying devotion. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she killed so many people. And the, just from the beginning, from even the, the beginning, she's been killing people. <laughs> and then the, still the entire time, she's like, I want to go with you. And they're like, no, you're not. You're, you're, not, you're going to do nothing but hinder me. She's yeah. like, I've got a pretty good track record. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you look at my previous history, I could hold my own. I'll, yeah. I'll be a great addition to the team. Yeah, how many dudes have you killed this year? Because I'm only counting like three, and I've killed at least 30. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, <clears throat> and that's when they go to the village and all the kids have disappeared. They've apparently been abducted by the demon. Yeah. So we're going into uh, Temple of Doom territory. Well, yeah, exactly, Temple of Doom. And they, they've um, they've been abducted by... Not the demon. They've been abducted by Aqualung because he needs their blood to keep that demon alive, the little one, the Quato, alive. It's two different demons. Yeah, I know. I, I know. And don't think too much about it. Just okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got into the lore of this quite a bit. <laughs> I guess you got in the weeds for sure. Deep dive on this. So, uh, they are decided to create a team to go in and uh, take out Aguila and rescue them kids. The team of, of Dragon and Dr. Yon, but definitely not Sally, because now you get another, I want to come with you guys. No. Dude, I think this is the point where she says, like, hey, if you don't no. want me to go, does she have, like, a real, says, like, you molested me or something? Do you remember that? He does say that at one point. Yeah. I'll let everybody know you molested me. And I think he knocks her out or something. That's yeah. I, I, no, no. She stormed away. Actually, I got the cut here. I'm going to play it. I don't care what you say, you just take my advice or I'll hold you over my knee, take down your pants and I'll spank you. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> you dirty old man. So, she, I, I, I love this cut too. I'm going to keep this. You dirty old man. I'm going to have that for a long time. So, 
what happens is, which is fucking hilarious, dude. I I, I laugh so hard every time no, I saw it. He, he threatens to molest her. No, she says, she says, look, if you no, don't... No, no, no. He, with him saying he will pull down her pants and put him over his knee and spank her, that's molesting. Yes. <laughs> but, but, so but, he threatens to molest her, and then she threatens to... Tell people that he a molester. No, 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 no. She she said it first. I just don't have the whole cut. She says, if you don't let me go with you, I'm going to tell people that you raped me and they're going to believe me because of your track record with women. And he responded with that. If you do that, I'll take you over my knee and spank you. So basically, I just got it backwards. You got it backwards. She threatened, she threatened to uh, frame him for right. molestation and rape. And he says, well, if you do that, then I'm actually going to do it. Right. So, but the kicker, the, the icing on this cake, though, is that after that scene, she gets super mad and storms off into the woods, right? Because she's like uh, mad at him. And Dragon comes up and he's like, where's Sally? And she, he, she, he says something like, oh, she's mad or something. Hey, but what's up with Baju? Where's she at? <laughs> like, he said that instantly. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- those are, that's a quote, dude. Is Sally okay? Oh, she's mad. She's in the woods or something. What's up with Baju? Like right away, bro. It was great. It's <laughs> uh, uh, great. Listen, man, I don't know if if, uh, if Sally likes you, I'd probably tread lightly because <laughs> she will murder you. It's been proven. <laughs> she's got a track record, a history. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the scene where he gets that group of guys to go out into the woods and that one dude gets hit by that trap and pulled in two pieces? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. That's that's actually so that's the same scene. Like they're tra- tra- traipsing through the woods, and there's traps everywhere. And they and and that's when Sally's saying, "Like I, I studied in America. I know about the Viet Cong or some weird shit was going on." She went to, she went to America and studied the Vietnamese and in, right. in, in the Vietnam War, so right. she knows about traps. So these guys are literally walking through the woods, and one dude hits a trap that uh, pulls him apart, like quarter quarters his him. feet up into the air. so he grabs him by both of his feet, pulls him up into the air, and as it flies him up in the air. It pulls in two different directions, ripping him in two splits him perfectly half pieces. Bifurcated him, yeah. Bifurcated, and then another group of guys, like as they're running away, they get encapsulated in a uh, baboon trap, spike yep. trap of a like a it looks almost like a toaster oven. Yep. So, um, so after Sally storms off, she falls into one of those traps. So that you don't, he doesn't know that. But when she gets mad and storms away, yep. she falls into a pit. He doesn't give a shit because he didn't want to talk to her anyway. And they go off to to find Baju. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she falls into the trap, which is probably best for the entire group. Yeah, right. Uh, Well, Doc and Dragon. Must need someone murdered. should be the name of our next podcast. Doc Doc and Dragon. Dragon. Nice. Uh, Find Baju, and she lets them know that they need to find the ancient ashes to cure them both. Right. Right. So uh, at that point, while they're going to search for the ancient ashes now, Solve the ghost curse and the blood curse. Um, Sally is taken down to the catacombs by a bunch of the uh, faceless Aguila baddies, and she gets to meet him finally in yeah. person. And she wants to do a story, so probably this is the best way to do that. Yeah, she takes a picture of him. Because she does. She does take a picture of him, and then she gives him a uh, nice front kick. Yeah. And uh, learns that she is trapped and there's no way to escape. But she's got balls, dude. She kicked that dude she square did. in the chest and tried to get out. Yeah, she was their best warrior. She was, for sure. Uh, we do get an obligatory load-up scene, kind of like uh, Commando and First Blood. They even did like a, a Predator, uh, you son of a bitch, like hand, like like a handshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that they're very much looking into American yes. sensibilities and trying to like make a mismatch potion of everything in there to make it work. This is what so. people like. We're going to put it in the, our movie, um, for sure. Yeah, of course. 
And it works. And then we I go right it. into a Suzuki Samurai running over Stuntman and destroying an entire city. That was a, that was a uh, a Mitsubishi Pajero or something like that. It was some weird. Just so, like a Suzuki Samurai, though. Yeah, yeah. They they decide. I think what they did is they decide they're going to save Sally first um, when they find out Sally's gone before they go to get the ashes to save him and Baju. So they yes. they take this truck run it right up the temple, run over a dude. I'm talking run over a guy. They run into a like a group of like five guys and one dude literally gets thrown across. Yeah, like like they blast him with the with the uh f- the f- the front bumper uh 20 feet away. They definitely ran over the guy. There's no there's no way that wasn't that dude. Wasn't the way up. they drove that up those steps. Did you see at the top of the steps it was ripping the tiles up? Oh my shit? dude, it was it was crazy. Yeah, it was a great fight scene too cuz shit's going off. There's fire again. There's dudes oh jumping all over everywhere. It's Gonzo getting hit by cars, run you know, run yeah. over by cars, rolling up steps, like jumping down building. It was nuts. Yeah, nuts. Okay. So, and then they get oh, to. I think uh, they actually lobbed some grenades at people too. <laughs> they did, and I think this is the place where they're. This is the place where they're throwing the kids in the juice maker, aren't they? That's we're getting close because okay. they're actually infiltrating the catacombs and whatnot. Right. And that's when they start doing the uh I noticed like a lot of wire work with the shotgun blast. Yeah, yeah. Like and did you see one guy he would get shot with an arrow and a shotgun at the same time? I thought that was pretty good. That was oh, pretty good. I don't know how they again arrow that was effects, slick. man. Like how are they doing that shit? They timed it perfectly where the bl- the the blast and the arrow went in at the same time. It was really good. Amazing. And that's when they do stumble upon Aguila smushing kids like oranges. Yeah, they got it they got a kid juice master in there. Because they need the blood of a hundred kids to renew the expiration date on the little demon, the Quado demon. Quado demon and fresh squeezed with pulp is always the best. Right, so. right. <laughs> Literally, just imagine like this big uh, hole, like a square hole with like two, two slabs of concrete. Slabs of concrete on each side, and they throw the kid in the middle, and somehow magically the slabs of concrete smash together, and the kid screams, and like red paint just comes out of the bottom of the trough. Yeah, yeah. for them to lap up. So, hey, we got kids smushing. Yep. And they free Sally, but they aren't out of danger quite yet. So yep. she's actually possessed at this point. So we get an evil death. Right. Well, you don't know that until they get her back to the um, to the roost, to the honeycomb hideout. And she's on the bed. And I think Dr. Yun is like attending to her. And that's, yeah, when she wakes up, she's. She pulls uh, the best Max Shrek, dude. She like. Yeah. Yep. Straight up, dude. It was awesome. I love that. Yep. Shit. It was real good surprisingly creepy man yep and instantly i thought of evil dead because the girl yep that's supposed to be like your girlfriend or you somebody in your group is now possessed so you gotta take her out yep it was really good and she put up a hell of a fight sally was killing it well dude that is the one person in your group that you do not want possessed yeah right <laughs> they take the berserker <laughs> so she fights like the whole crew she fights everybody she fought she fought she throws him out the window and get, fights everybody uh, um, Chow Yun fat at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And anyway, she's finally subdued and tranquilized and they find out that, um, the black spell has her in its grasp. So, right. This is when Chow Yun fat actually and- shows up in Thailand. Cause he wasn't there until this point, right? Like him and his doctor wife show up and she, I think yep. she likes it. She's just starting to turn. So it's like, right. okay, we've got the expert in witchcraft here and they know that in order for her to be cured, that she has to be bathed in some like blood and guts, like. Dude, it was a, it was a total witch's recipe. It's like the 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 hair of a newt and the eye of a frog, and um, it, it was like bubble gum, like popcorn shrimp, uh, bubblegum shrimp. It, it, they go on a long list of what they but need. Pachu was the one who knew that information, right? Right, right. So they put her in that concoction, 
And immediately, once Sally's been saved by Bachu, she gets out of the concoction and immediately blasts Bachu's face situation to the entire game. Right, because what you didn't know up until this point is that Bachu has been somewhat disformed by her curse. Slowly, her curse has been right. taking away her beauty. So she's yeah. got a little bit of a, you know, like a hood on, and, and uh, Sally you know, sees what's under the hood and freaks. It was a, kind of a dick move, really. Hey, can it, I also ask you... Um, after Sally got possessed and they subdued her and Bachu came up with the the way to save her, right. when did we save Bachu and get her back to the camp? Um, that, that, that that's, doesn't matter. That's, I thought Bachu had been kidnapped again as well, right? Yeah, because I think he was asking where's Bachu right after the chick left. But that, right. don't and get, so, don't but get now too she's caught back up at the those, camp already. Don't get too caught so up in that stuff. <laughs> don't worry about that. And then so Sally like brings up her face problem. Which is a bitchy move. This tool bitchy um, and, move, yeah. Yeah. So then they prep to go on another mission, which is this movie's entire premise. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that they for, for not, the entire premise of this movie is set piece to set piece to set piece. Right. To set piece. I, I thought that because of the time crunch of the dudes dying because of the curse, they spent a whole lot of time on her milk bath because they had Sally in that thing for like a full day, right? The overnight, just waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so now we're at crunch time. Up. Now we're at the very last day. But if maybe if they wouldn't have wasted so much time, you know, in her bath, they would have they would have had an extra day because now it's do or die. They have to go today. They have to get the thing. He's on his last pop. Um, so you get the finale. Get yeah. done. So um, Sally begs like a child to go on the mission yeah. again. Yep. The answer still no. Yep. Um, Doc has a sixth attack. And one more. He's toast. Uh, Agula has summoned Belial again to kill the rest of the gang. Um, and again, I love that stupid design for that. I do too. I love that thing. I love it. But this time they, this time they trick him, right? They capture him, right? They do capture Belial this time because they have an ulterior motive for him. Right. Um, also Belial does look like something they would have at a spirit Halloween store. It's awesome. I loved every piece of it. uh, The puppeteering as seen as in the other movie we watched yesterday, that'll be a forthcoming episode. With proper puppeteering, you can bring something stupid like that to life and yep. make it work. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, basically, that's when the baby Belial attacks the camp and Wei is back in the... Chow Yun-Fat is back in, back in the camp and they task him with capturing it. So when that little demon pops in the cabin, they all have like sheets of red latex, I guess, or like... Saran wrap to capture him. Yeah, so Dragon and uh, Doctor Wan have gone off to get the cure, and everybody else is back at the camp. Aqualung had sent the demon to kill all of them. It shows up, but I guess since Doctor Wei knew how to fight him, something with like red sheets or some shit or red umbrellas, like it would distract. It's kind of like Silent Deadly Night too, actually, with the red shit. But they end up yeah. capturing yep. the demon, um, and then I think you transition back to the two guys going to get the cure. I think back to the the finale. And that's when Doc and, and Dragon are scaling the large statue. To they've got to get the the eyes of the statue because that's where the cursed ash or whatever is in. Right, it's a big Buddha um, statue, big statue, and I'm talking huge, like what, like forty feet tall, thirty feet tall statue of Buddha. Yeah, but before they get there, they've got to deal with all those booby traps still. Right, right. all the, uh, yeah, all the Indiana Jones shit. Yeah, and then they're attacked by uh, the monks in orange pajamas. Yeah, were those monks, they just live on that statue waiting for someone to scale it? They... I guess, because they literally fight for like five minutes and like people 
are getting injured because they're falling off of a large precipice without any safety equipment and you can Blasting see them landing in the thing. background and oh, shit. Yeah. Um, um, and then when they have a break in the action, Dragon literally just asked them politely for the eyes to help somebody. Hey, the only reason we need the eyes is because there's something inside of them that we need to help a friend. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Maybe if they would have <laughs> asked permission before they killed so many people, they would have got that a lot quicker and easier. You should have thought of that. Like literally, he, you know, they're all winded and they're like sitting around, like getting that second wind, getting ready to get back in it. And he's like, "Listen, guys, we're just here to get the ashes because we're here to help a friend." They're like, "Oh," and they just walk away, no word spoken. Walk away, and then as they're gouging out the eyes out of the statue, they start crying initially, and water starts coming out, and then they just start getting blasted by gallons of blood and shit. Yeah, so. thank God they didn't forget to add some shitty lightning effects because I was worried we weren't going to get any of that. So this is when they finally <laughs> put in the shit lightning. They got the lightning guy on staff and brought him in for a couple of scenes and yep. got him a paycheck. Um, you get a little Raiders of the Lost Ark homage when yep. uh, the statue crumbles, the head rolls behind him and chases him down the hill as they try and escape. Yep. So, yeah. But he, when, uh, when, it, when you think he's... Sm- gets squished. Yeah, like when you think he's smashed, barely. you find out that the, the thing stopped just like an inch short and he's kind of... He, he made it, but barely, by the skin of his teeth. And then, of course, the uh, final curse pops, and he has to swallow the inside of the statue eye, which looks like um, it's clearly a choking hazard because that is the largest glow-in-the-dark ever-laughing gobstopper I've ever seen. It's the size of a softball, and, and Dragon tells him, like, you've got to swallow this thing, thing or it ain't going to work. It looked cool, though, because it was lit up. I thought it would look cool. Relax um, that throat. And I'll tell you what, though, if that... If the blood spell didn't kill you, trying to swallow the cure would definitely kill you because no one could swallow... There's zero chance of a human being able to swallow that thing. No, not at all. Like, unless it starts dissolving immediately, yeah, that's right. going to get stuck yeah. right in your trachea, yeah. your toes. Yeah. Um, they get back to the camp just in time to watch it burn to the ground and more fighting. Yep. And uh, guess what? <laughs> guess what happens, Steve? What, Doc? Sally and Bachu have been kidnapped again. God damn it. <laughs> Where's Bachu? No. Not Bachu. No. <laughs> They're like... They're like, Doc, we got some bad news. Uh, Bachu and Sally have been kidnapped. Bachu? What's wrong with Bachu? <laughs> what? <laughs> we got to get over there. <laughs> uh, Bachu, no. Yeah, that's great. A child had to have written this, man. It's, it, it, it could be, a, it could be an offshoot of my tip patrol script. I'll tell you that right now. Because <laughs> literally they're right back in the cave again with Aguila posturing and wasting time and talking about all the bad stuff he's going to do to these ladies, giving the heroes just enough time to catch up and save them again. In the voice of Brainy Smurf, though, he's going on and on. Uh, I will take your souls. Yeah. There's no way you will get them. Baju is mine. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? He could have just sacrificed them and already been done with it, but he's got to give them a dissertation of yeah. the entire cult's history. Yeah. Uh, and Dragon and Aguila duke it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure at one point Dragon put his size 11 and a half right into his fucking Aguila's face. He did. Really <laughs> Drop kick the hell out of him. Snap that neck. And then, and then all of them are chased out of the lair by a coffin on wheels <laughs> that bust open. And dude, then we get the, the real skeleton demon guy again. Dude. But this time it morphs into like this crazy. It, it, dude, it almost morphs into Xenomorph from Aliens. For dude, when, 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 the, when the skeleton finally reappeared, dude, I, I was... Ch- 
you know when people cheer like when um captain america picks up thor's shield in the movie theater i was cheering because i thought i wasn't gonna see it again no way no i, I dude i'm telling you i was so sad that I, I thought it was over that the skeleton was gone and when it reappeared i was so happy i, I almost stood up and cheered i i love that thing so much <laughs> when it when it changes into its more powerful form, it almost oh, looks like the fucking alien totally mock-up that Jean-Claude Van Damme wore in Predator. Uh, like the shitty fucking alien. Or, or, no, a little bit like the Beastmaster. The, um, remember the, the uh, things with the wings in Beastmaster that would dissolve oh, people? That, that would wrap their arms around you and yeah. suck your bones right? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. But yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> And you're you're blessed with one of the best fighting scenes I've seen in a long time. No, 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 you're mistaken. That's a lie, everybody. That's a total lie. That's totally awesome. So they're trying to stay alive and battle this thing, and then like a whole group of body fodder comes through the door, and literally the demon like disembowels them, eats them up. It generally just destroys all these fucking bodies that came onto the scene just to be destroyed, right? Yep. And that is when the good guys release Belial. Who is now somehow switched sides and is fighting for Dragon and his team. For the forces of good. It's like a monster versus Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon with all the demon uh, wire work they use for this stupid bat. It was so awesome. It was so it was good, not. dude. No, it was not. The demon wanted to save Baju too. Even him, dude. Twice switched What's sides. It's funny. It's like all that effort. And Belial didn't make a difference because he easily gets defeated by by giant fat with a fucking but, bazooka. <laughs> but, but when Doc shoots him with fucking two rocket launcher shots, that is what kills him. They could have started with that. They could have blown up the whole thing. <laughs> they didn't need Belial at Quato or whatever fucking that dumb demon's name is. They didn't oh need him at God, all. Dude. They just killed the demon with two rocket launcher shots. <laughs> he should have started with that. Oh, it was good. It was so good, man. Ugh. It was great. But the sacred ash is no longer good, so Bachu is basically going to be disfigured forever now. That, that okay, that, that that was so. Yeah, that's good kind of. So wait, um, I, I did have a question about that. So the big demon that he resurrected, um, where was? Didn't they resurrect him earlier in the movie? Like, where did he go after that? Why'd they have to re-resurrect him? You should ask that in the quiz. Off. Okay. I'm not going to answer that. Okay, just make sure. Okay, I just I didn't know if I missed something. But the other thing that struck me odd here was yeah. So they try to give the second eyeball the cure to Badju, which I thought was to save her life. I I didn't know it was just to clear up like a minor skin condition that made her slightly less attractive. I thought she was going to die, but I guess slightly less attractive. She looked like the Phantom of the Opera for God's sake. You take that fucking veil away from her face and it looks like freddy krueger over there dude she was still pretty hot dude i i i think that i think she'll live she'll do just fine she'll be okay so so would you let her walk around the house without her veil on uh yeah bro yeah she was pretty good she was good she was no problem <laughs> i think she's gonna be, she won't have no issues man she'll be fine <laughs> but but the cure wasn't to cure her life really like the whole thing was just to cure that <laughs> because then all well, all you see is her I, telling Jack for the fellas because uh, <laughs> she's never going to be on the market because she's never going to be not disfigured now. Right. So the the final scene of the movie it cuts to uh, uh, Chow Yun Fat Way and fucking uh, Doctor Yun at some fancy party wearing tuxedos and they toast each other with champagne and get a freeze frame. A freeze frame. <laughs> That's it. That's it. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Literally, Bachu says, I'll never be the same again. I'll always be disfigured. And those two tipping their <laughs> wine glasses and then freeze framing with tuxedos on. Uh, what? So she wasn't what? in danger. So she wasn't in danger this whole time. Doc <laughs> ah. is just trying to make sure his side piece is fucking hot. That's the whole reason <laughs> for the mission. Uh, dude, uh, I don't want no five. I gotta have a ten. <laughs> so I'm gonna kill this whole village in order to obtain that. She went oh. from a ten to like a seven and three quarters, dude. She didn't go to a five. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh my god! But yeah. I, 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 apparently there are like three different endings to this movie, right? There are, yeah. And so, like, the problem with all of these Asian movies is, you know, as American audiences, we're never going to see what the director actually intended because they just get cut up so much, they get edited out, they, you know, shit just happens to these movies. So it, it would be nice to see like original versions of Asian movies as they intended them to be seen. Right. The dialogue that we yeah. got that we're making fun of is is definitely not right. Um, it still didn't make it, it, it still didn't make it bad. It made it, like I said, for me, more fun, but also not what was originally intended. So we do have to remember so that. So you're saying you would prefer to see a dubbed version of an Asian movie, whereas I I would prefer a more natural, like just straight subtitle. No, I know. Yeah, that's one of my trivia questions, really. But um, in general, the subtitles don't bother me. And I like that in a dramatic movie or whatever. But I've said it before on the show. When it comes to Gung Fu movies, Shaw Brothers specifically, I much, much prefer the dubbed versions of, uh, and with some anime too, I do prefer the dub. Like a Cowboy Bebop, I won't watch subtitled. I watch that dubbed because it's a spectacular dubbing. It's really good. Um, there's times, there's a time and a place, I think, for dubbing. These, these I understand aren't good, but it's still part of the charm for me. So I do prefer the okay. dubbed. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Is that it? That's it, buddy. That's the ending to this crazy ass movie. Yep. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. All right, Doc, give me the good news. Uh, the good news is this movie doesn't give two shits about, uh, pacing plot holes or limitations. Like it does what it wants and it doesn't give a fuck yep. dude, about nothing. Yep. Nothing. Yep. I agree. That is, that is it's part of the fun. Punk rock almost. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, my good news is, is just, I didn't know this movie existed and now I do. And that's my good news because I'll watch this thing repeat on repeat, dude, guaranteed. Okay. All right. Bad news. Um, that ending, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> I liked it. You liked that I ending. Did, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> expect the unexpected, man. I did not expect it to end like that. Oh. So. <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious, dude. They chinked their glasses together and the credits rolled. I was like, really? Okay. All right. Like, okay. So we got we done with the action now? Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Bachu's face. <laughs> I, it, it really what was. This wine? What it, year really, is this? it wasn't that bad. She'll be fine, dude. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, let's see. For me, um, I, like I said, I got very little co to complain about here. I had to, to really stretch, but the lighting was really dark at times. I don't think they really did a good job. I'm sure some of it was by design because of the effects, but other times when there was no reason to have crap lighting, there was crap lighting. So that was pretty much the only thing that bothered me. Um, I, I liked almost the whole movie, you know? Okay. Perfect. All right. Give me a schlock star rating. One out of one fatal car accident recorded on yeah, film for yeah. evidentiary review. <laughs> for real, dude. We got to get a timestamp of that and like show people that. Cause yeah, that was nuts. Oh, dude, that dude got rocked. He did. 
I mean, if that was wire work and him getting pulled away, the timing was so good that I couldn't tell. But I, to me, that it looked was the like most realistic looking wire work in the entire movie. If, if it was wire else, work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think that dude just literally took the full brunt force of that. I'm talking about a car, a car full of flaming bad guys. I mean, dudes literally on fire driving through woods that are literally on fire, running over other guys that are on fire. It's what was going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And your uh, brain trying to process that, going like, "What the yeah. actual hell is happening?" Yeah. All right. Um, my, Especially, you're not expecting that from a movie that's free on Tubi. Yeah, Tubi's killing it. Great. Tubi is crushing it. All right. Uh, for me, my rating is I'm going to give it the blood of 100 children, which enables you to fly and be merciless, but unfortunately has a three year expiration date because uh, I don't understand why all these curses had like, oh, this is a 72 hour blank, and this is a this one's good for three years, but the other one was only good for one year. It's so weird. Imagine being a witch doctor, like putting all those curses on uh, people and like having to keep keep track keep of your tabs on when everything's about to come to fruition. Freaking reminder in your phone for that. Calculations about you should be batshit ugly in about three uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. Schlocker not protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win. All right, Docman, what you got? Why does the curse only make his varicose veins and his leg bust out? Why is that? I think the last like, one. Why is it the, 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 the last one's your heart, but why right. is it like only the veins in your legs for six days and then your heart? Hmm. Good good question. You think that's an easier body part for them to do the effect on or something? Do you think there's a real reason? Probably. Yeah. Like at first it was going to be the like the neck and the guy was like, you know how hard it is to do that yeah. neck? <laughs> yeah, we, we wasted all the neck skin <laughs> like, on the maggots, the fucking, dude. Yeah. intersection there like the fucking leg would be super easy and they didn't even got to put his leg in there and be fake totally and we could put a bunch of pumps in it and i think you might have okay, nailed we'll that fucking, i think you might have yeah, nailed that we'll do the fucking legs. Yeah. God damn. yeah it's good all right okay. um so did they didn't save the hundred kids i guess not now i got squished <laughs> into fucking never, kitty juice they never brought up they never brought the kids back up and when they're there they were all definitely getting smushed so just you think, do you think jared from subway would drink those shakes <laughs> Those kids shakes. They wrote those kids off pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, Bachu's looks are more important than right. those kids' lives. <laughs> That's good. Like, no, not one person was like, hey, uh, we did see some kids back there yeah. getting murdered, so uh, any parents that have missing or lost loved ones may want to come to the tent. <laughs> I don't but... think they made it. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to try I didn't miss something there because they were never There will be a chaplain on for help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. What you got? Uh, do you think the armor f- from the Rust movie would have been okay on this set? The armor from what? Ar- the Rust movie? The armor from the Rust oh, movie? The, 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 <laughs> the Baldwin one? Oh, it's a yeah, topical. Would you have been okay on this set? Topical. <laughs> there might have been more damage done on this set than that set if you really look at what happened. I. In real life, the armor from Rust has killed more people than Sally, though. So. <laughs> are you sure all those stuntmen in this one are still alive? Because I... To me, allegedly, some of these guys should allegedly be. killed right, more allegedly, people than right, Sam. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, that's messed up, bro. That's topical. Sorry. Topical. All right. Yeah. Um, and th- we've already talked about this, but um, did the did the dubbing bother you? Can you see kind of why I enjoy the bad dubbing sometimes on these, or did it really just like take you out of it? Uh, whenever Aguila talked, it took me out of it. Everybody else was fine. But not in a good way. Like not not like you didn't laugh it off or anything. I, I, I totally thought it was ridiculous and silly, but I still would have preferred to watch it the way I want to watch it. That's the only thing I like about Tubi is you can't watch it without the dubbing and all that. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just preference, buddy. Yeah. And we'll give me. But give you me know me, I watch subtitles for everything. So. 
Yeah, I, I just I just think that you're getting a different. You're going to get a whole different vibe off the movie without that goofiness. It, 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 okay, so Agua is the only thing that makes this movie goofy. <laughs> That's it. Other than that, it was Agula, spot on. Agula's voice, this movie would be a total like Oscar contender. <laughs> what if Badju's voice was like Marge Simpson? Would that throw you off? <laughs> Horrible. I'm going to be cursed forever, uh, homie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, what's your I think you're talking about her sisters. <laughs> Patty and Norma. Patty and Selma. Selma, there it is, yeah. All right, give me your third. Uh, would Sally be considered a, quote, good reporter? <laughs> No, she's a good murderer. She's a horrible reporter. I don't think she reported on anything. <laughs> she's making she's making news stories, not covering them. I didn't even see her notepad for the rest of the movie. I don't think she recorded anything at all. <laughs> she have a camera with her. Nothing. So she's basically like, that's her end. It's like, I need to report on it. But really, her ultimate goal is to kill as many people yeah. as humanly possible. I think that's it. That's Sally's okay. MO. All right, good. All right. Um, all right. When you were watching this, did you know, oh, it's a two-part question. When you were watching this, did you know right away this was going to be one of my favorites? And if not, are we even friends? I knew you were going to enjoy it, right. dude. Like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I didn't know that the sheer like planting the seed of sending that one one silly meme or you know gif would have created this monster for this movie. Congratulations! But, yeah, I'm happy for it. Yeah, I'm happy for you it. You did it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, pal. All right, you got tagged. I mean, this ain't no ant farm dickhole, but no. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. All right. Give me All right. Uh, taglines. I don't have taglines this time. Oh, really? Because I got one. Okay. Well, I, you do your tagline time because I did a different game this time. You want to do mine first? Yours first? Or? No, go ahead and do your tagline. All right, I only got one. It's my normal. Um, if your wounds are looking scary, eat a titty berry. I think, that was, <laughs> I think that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Right, I'll, I'll allow that. That thank was perfect. You. Thanks, buddy. Titty berries are my new favorite berry. Yeah. Um, this is called Cat 3 or All Me. Oh, cool. So, okay, great. Are these going to be Cat 3 movies, or are they movies that I came up with the title? So we probably should just give a, a little bit of back on that. So a Cat 3 movie is Hong Kong's version of uh, NC-17 in America. Like a um, rated R, like a hard R. Like right. Adult-only, nudity, violence, sex, like uh, taboo but you know, right. themes, shit like that. And there is a plethora of great cat three chinese movies <laughs> right and that's a term that i didn't know of until we watched this movie um i know you you were the one that introduced me to it i didn't know i was a fan of it i'm a huge fan of it huge i've only seen a few you on have the list, seen but... a few of them but and i've only seen a few of them but the ones i've seen i'm i'm in love with like right. they're great movies and one of them's my flick pick of the, of the week great so uh these are movies are they cat three movies or are they movies that i devised the title for okay good are you ready go Raped by an Angel. Uh, that is a Cat 3 because I remember seeing it. Okay. Volveria. Well, that's pretty good. Is that real? No, that's it's one you, I made that, That's good, though. That's really good. Uh, Love in a Puff. Is that you? That's a real one. That's real? Okay. That's a movie with a, like a positive portrayal of smoking. <laughs> that's why I made the Category 3 uh, level. Did my mom direct that? Because she was... <laughs> She swears to God that, that it was healthy for you. She's sitting around smoking in a spa in a hot tub oh. on a fucking oh. treadmill. Yep. All right. This is a trick one, so you gotta you gotta know your audience, okay? okay? Okay. Sex and Zen. Sex and Zen. I'll say that's a real one. 
That is not because it, sex and Z E N Z N is a real one, but mine is like the uh, tobacco product, sex and Z Y N. So the, the it's you, not real. <laughs> the chew <laughs> It's the house version. <laughs> so, like for the redneck version, it would be sex and Zen, nice. the Z Y N, not Z E N. So you were wrong there. All right. Uh, the Big O, the story of Orgasmo. <laughs> no, nah, there's no way. That's my Ricky over. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, okay, you ready? There is a secret in my soup. Oh, I hope that's real. Yes, that is real. Right, that's great. The fruit is ripe for. That's going to be real. No, it's fake. They only made three of those. So fruit is ripe one through three is real, but par four is oh. not. <laughs> okay. right. Well, too bad. Maybe it's not out yet. Nice drive, yeah. motherfucker. Um, horrible high heels. Oh, I hope that's real too. That's a real one. Human pork chop. <laughs> I hope that's real as well. That's a real one. So there you go. That's right. my list. That's good, man. Cat three or all me. I think I want to do that every week. That was fun. So the cat threes, I, I just skimmed through um, looking at them and I looked at some of the uh, the little descriptions. I think it was on Wiki even. And I noticed that I'd say like 80% of them, four out of five of those movies started the description with after a girl is raped, blank, blank, blank. <laughs> yes. Like all, all of them. Terrible. They're all of them. Are that. Yeah. yeah. So all bad. Right. All right. That's good. Um, right, cool. let's do your dick, uh, dick pick. Let's do your dick pick. <laughs> it's a doc flick pick is what that is. <laughs> Freudian slip. Oh, you'll yeah. get the other one after the show. <laughs> <That's right>. uh, <laughs> so my flip pick of the week, obviously is going to be something super glaring. Ricky O man. Nice. Like it's gloriously glo- gory. Uh, it's brimming with bloody carnage. It, it's Looney Tunes levels of violence. It is, like a cartoon on film. It's great. <laughs> Things that you never thought you would see, you're going to fucking see. If anybody remembers the old Daily Show moment is in where the guy's head would get smashed, that's from fucking Story of Ricky. It's just a great introduction to Cat 3 if you've never seen anything it like is. this type of stuff. Yep. And I, I'll, I'll second that. And I think I've said it on the show before, but I'll say it again. That movie is is one of the few I own on DVD because, you know, you just get di- digital. But um, what I like to do with that one is whenever, whenever we have like a little party, house guests, whatever, anything going on, dinner party, I put that on with no volume on the TV. I just throw you it in. You don't need it. You don't I just need throw it, it in. And, and you watch people as they're talking and then their eyes start creeping over there and then they stop listening to what they're listening to and they'll be like, what the fuck is on the TV? And it's a great little conversation piece during um during a nice nice uh, get together. I, I love that movie for that, dude. It's such a cool movie, man. It is great. Just so much fun. Uh, my son's watched it numerous times. He loves it almost as much as he likes Turbo Kid. If that tells mm-hmm. you anything. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Super uh, super gory, but super cartoony. So it's none of it's to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um. My pick is something that uh, we've watched together once, Doc. You probably don't remember it a long time ago. It's 1983's Shaolin Prince. It's It was my introduction to Shaw Brothers movies, so similar to Ricky O and your Cat 3. It's not a Cat 3, but it, uh, to me you it was... we've watched that together. We have. One a long, long time ago, but it it was in the background. It wasn't something we really focused on. Okay, but, um, gotcha. It was my introduction to Shaw Brothers Gung Fu as a kid. I loved it then. I love it to this day. Amazon just released a digital version you can buy for five ninety nine. It has oh, an shit. outstanding video quality because I have it on like VHS. I paid a dude in Florida to dub it on VHS back in the mail order days. I sent him a check in the mail is how much I like that oh, movie. Oh, shit. How much yeah. you pay for that? It was like 20-something bucks back in the day. It was some guy that so would- you still that, have like that VHS tape? I bet you I do because I think, I think I do. You want to sell it? Uh, if I find it, it's yours for free, buddy. But 
Okay. Uh, the, I would the, love to have that to watch on my VHS player. The problem is the formats I've always sure. owned it in are just complete trash. Whatever Amazon did for this digital release is top notch. I mean, it's clear as a bell. It's the best I've ever seen it in. Um, I just love the movie. I've always loved it. Uh, it. It holds a fond place in my heart. And for five ninety nine, uh, it's a no brainer for me. If if you're into any old Gung Fu or uh, Shaw Brothers stuff, that's a great introduction to that. Shaolin one. Prince. Shaolin Prince, nineteen eighty three. Okay. All right. Writing that down. Let's do I'm gonna this. go buy it. Schlock or not. <laughs> All right, buddy. I think we're going to sync up, but what do you got? I hope this doesn't confuse you at all, but it makes sense to me in my brain. Okay. okay? This is a level eight cat three out of a possible level 10 cat three treat. Okay. I need to explore the genre even further. I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, like Ricky O would be maybe a little higher, a nine for you? And the cat. I think so, yeah. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Just because it's got a sentimental place in my heart. Right. Because it was one of the first I'd seen, so. Right. Um. Yeah, I, for me, it's premium, exceptional, ridiculous cat cat three schlock. I could almost do a, we could almost do a, a spinoff podcast of just I'd watch every cat three movie from the earliest one to the latest one and do that as a show. That's how much I like that that genre of movie. Yeah, like yes, yeah, I could do that. Totally awesome. Um, uh, you got anything else, bud, or can I start wrapping? Wrap it up, boys. All right. I'd I like appreciate to. You. I got a everybody. couple. No, 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 not not too quick. Not too quick. I got a couple. I got a couple doozies oh. for you. Uh, thanks, okay. to, thanks to the Patreons. I was able to get the newest version of our soundboard, uh, which hey, hey, lets us do lots of cool stuff. Um, I can look up clips on the fly. Nothing, nothing from the old soundboard, but on the new soundboard, I can just type it in. I don't have to like copy it over and everything. But that's Perfect. not what that's not what I'm going to show you. I found something else when I was looking at soundboards that I hope this works. I found a whole soundboard of nothing but um, Anne Ramsey sounds. Do you know who she is? Mm, no. Um, maybe this will refresh your memory. I run out it! Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't mama from the train. <laughs> you clumsy poop. <laughs> Deadly friend. I got, no, I got a whole soundboard of this. You clumsy poop. <laughs> you, you did it, didn't you, Owen? <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> so, uh, pre oh, be prepared to be God. swimming in Ann Ramsey for the rest of our lives <laughs> because <laughs> that's the only thing I've done with the. You don't have a cousin, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> the uncertainness makes me choke. There's a mirror in the house. <laughs> Isn't that her teeth just flopping around oh, in that damn. hole? Oh, it hurt my stomach. Oh. So instead of doing something good with the new soundboard, I just did that. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> the whole show just that. Oh, I feel like a criminal. Uh, it's like you, you, you <laughs> defrauded the fucking Patreon supporters. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> We donated for this. Here's her snoring. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Money's well spent. <laughs> he donated for that. Oh, God. Cousin Patty. 
<laughs> There's so many of them, dude. I have never, I have never heard that voice through headphones before, and I'm just <laughs> listening to those just chompers just flop around in that mouth hole. The answer <laughs> makes me choke. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Dude, her tongue couldn't even get up because the weight of her teeth kept her tongue pinned to the. That's uh, great. Mouth. Chap, chap. Ah. Owen, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Is her voice coming right. from her stomach? Like, it's not her mouth. I asked for the salted nuts. He brought me the unsalted nuts. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so you know what I've been doing with my free time? Oh, Christ. No. All right. And there's more where that came from. Thanks, Patreon. That's good. Good stuff. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's no stopping us now. <laughs> All right. All right. Once Instagram finds out about this, we'll be oh, a million supporters. Blowing up, time. dude. <laughs> all right, that's great. All right, now that's Ann all. Ann Ramsey, you say? <laughs> Did somebody say Ann Ramsey examples? I'm on my back. <laughs> I wonder if I can make. I wonder if I can make an AI Ann Ramsey using these clips and make her say stuff to you. Oh, I got a. I got some work in store. <laughs> I, I came for the idiotic rambling of two half-assed movie <laughs> reviewers, and I got Ann Ramsey bonus. In this, I'm in. An adventurer who's been inflicted with her deadly curse during. A- uh, not okay. Not all okay. right, all right. I, I got work to do on AI. I just came up with some ideas, so I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> My fucking head hurts. God. All right. Thank you for that. Thanks, everybody. That, was a, time, that, was, everybody. that was a good time, Doc. Thanks for indulging me on Take that care. one. Yeah. See y'all awesome. soon. Schlockernaut, a shadowy flight of a movie podcast that shouldn't exist. Doc and Steve, two loners on a crusade to champion the cause of the undervalued, the obscure, the schlocky, in a world of criminals most likely based in Burbank. Are you the boys from the Burbank Karate Club? In the flesh. You're not doing it for publicity. I know why you're doing it. Why am I doing it? For the devil. The devil? Yeah. Look around this place. It's the devil's den. (laughs) Are you joking? No, Betty. The devil's no joke. Hey, this is uh, King Sledge the Voice, proud Patreon supporter of Schlock or Not. And if you get any value out of this show, you can give a little value for as little as $1 a month.